Blog Talk Radio. From days of long ago, from uncharted regions of the universe, comes a legend. <laughs> What's wrong with you? My first thought would be a lot. Time for the Kennedy Show. Whatever he is, he Live from Miami, it's the Ken Reedy Show Cocktail Hour WrestleMania Addiction. Yeah! Yeah. All right, a party up here in Miami. Got some guys hanging out. Ken Reedy Cocktail Party celebrating WrestleMania. And like I said, we are live from Miami. And the cool thing is being here live... My acting partner's here live as well. What's up, Dave? That's right. No long distance co-host the most. I'm in MIA 305. Taking over. Let's do this, WrestleMania, baby! Yeah! Oh, it's a party. The best wrestling talk around right here. Tune in for the next two hours. Tune in for a talk. We're going to get predictions. We're thinking about the weekend. Um, you know, we have right now, we have the hurricane. Shane Helms is en route. You know how it goes in the wrestling biz, you know, when a plane's going to arrive or when someone's going to get here. But we have a car. We sent a car to go get him. So hopefully he'll be here shortly to give us his insight on the goings-ons of WrestleMania. Come on. Get on board. Thank you all for tuning in. Blog Talk slash the Ken Reedy Show. And we are following some stories right now that are going on in Miami. Um, one of the things we are following, and Dave, maybe you can elaborate on this, we have some uh, and Brock Lesnar sightings. Yes, um, three or four online pro news that uh, Brock is and the early talk that WWE is working around the clock right now to find a spot on tomorrow night's WrestleMania card just for him to make an appearance to possibly set up a main event caliber match for next year's WrestleMania at WrestleMania 9. Rumors have been going crazy as who he would possibly face, but rumors are that he has been spotted in town. Um, I haven't heard anything about being anywhere near WWE guys, but as far as the Batista rumor goes, um, it's really much of a rumor. It's a report that Batista was going to be in town tomorrow to compete in a nautical um, triathlon sort Sunday morning. Um, he was spotted hanging out with some WWE guys, and it's been uh, rumored that WWE management picked him up. Um, the knuckle triathlon takes place each clock, so there would be enough time for him to make an appearance of sorts um, at WrestleMania. It starts at 7 p.m. local time here. Um, so it's some pretty big news that uh, you know, uh, we got two big former names in town. I mean, you know, all kinds of wrestling names. Wrestle reunion town. We got the Hurricane coming through. Um, so I mean, it's the buzz is in the air and. Uh, it's it's the big it's the big weekend in you know wrestling history, in my opinion. 
It's the most wonderful time of the year. <laughs> it's my second Christmas right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's, it's a great time. You know, the one thing I think we, we should put out there, because we happened to be there last night, uh, the, the Kevin Nash party, the, the party he has every year, and uh, we were there. Excuse me for I'm going to go pick that name I dropped. <laughs> All right, got it. Yeah, we're there. Um, it is. Um, yeah, we, and it's so nice of him, really, to invite us. Uh, to the party, but I haven't seen yet if, if some of the dirt sheets picked it up. But you know, we've kind of been part of some things firsthand, where uh, things are elaborated, sometimes maybe out and out falsified as far as things that uh, may or may not have gone on. But last night there was an altercation with uh, Sean Waltman, and uh, some we're not 100% sure looked like the guy was handling me for uh, pictures and what have you. Cool heads prevailed. Correct? Yeah, it was, it was short and sweet, but, but uh, or too sweet, I guess. But, um, it was, yeah, it was pissing, you know. He, from what I saw, all I saw was the four in the guy's face, and I don't think he was talking about, about the auction of the four horsemen. Um, I think uh, something was, uh, there was a few that was added to that, that number four that he had up, and then he stormed off. Um, actually, after that, uh, Kevin Nash and uh, Diamond Dallas they left, they followed him, you know, right out after. To that, so that was pretty much the party was over, and the and the party was advertised to go all night long. Um, so uh, you know, we'll, uh, we'll, I mean, we'll see what's uh, you know, come of this. But as far as we know, it was just a minor verbal altercation. For all we know, some church probably going to pick it up that Sean Waltman, you know, got hammered, tore the car up, pictures out to random people sitting in the patio. By the way, this place, ocean. Ten in South Beach, pretty hot spot. It was uh, South Beach jumping time. Yeah, we're in the Dixie Cup uh, drink for all of oh, okay. And I don't, I don't drink anymore. I paid eight bucks for for a, a Monster drink, six bucks for a Diet Coke. They they charged me for the straw too. I think. But all in all, it was a good time. But yeah, we kind of put that out there that we don't want. Uh, you know, Sean Waltman's got a bit of a reputation, and you know, if he hears about oh he's a fighter, he, uh, he was still pissed, but. He walked away from the situation. So whatever happened, hopefully they they were past and uh, you know uh, nothing bad comes of it. But uh, it was a good time otherwise. Oh yeah, it was good. Time. So anything WrestleMania weekend in my head? Yeah, buddy. So it, it's Saturday. We kind of wanted to build this as you know, you know it's a cocktail party, having a little cocktails and just hanging out. Um, but it's Saturday of WrestleMania weekend, and what happens every year Saturday of the WrestleMania weekend? It's the Hall of Fame induction. What do you think? Oh, I think it's great. Um, I'm a I'm a huge Four Horsemen fan. Um, I went out there, paid, paid money to guys like Sting and the Rules and Dusty Rhodes beat up the Horsemen. And uh, this in, this incarnation of the Horsemen, um, I'm lucky enough to say being inducted into the Hall of Fame, and it's my favorite incarnation. They were the best all around. Top-notch athletes, the, the, the best in the country. Um, they deserve it. Absolutely deserve it. You know, it's interesting that the story broke all week, and there was, there's been stuff going on for a while about you know TNA and getting Flair the, to the uh, the ceremony, and you know, will he be there? Is he going to be there? I mean, we know as of last year, you know, we were here, and you know, Flair's not going to be denied. So we knew that Flair was going to show up in some way, shape, or form. 
It was whether or not he was going to be allowed to be on camera and or be on the, the DVD once it comes out. Um, but Dixie did the right thing. I mean, she was painted into a corner, but she did the right thing, and Flair is going to be there. Well, how can you deny somebody the statue of Rick Flair to, you know, honor yet again? I mean, if anybody deserves to go in the hall twice, not for a single career, but also that he had with the four horsemen, Rick Flair. So um, the rumor that's been going around is that TNA wants WWE Flair to acknowledge that the only um, that possible that he works for it. So, there might be made mention that TNA or Impact like um, it's a pretty big deal. It's, you know, it, it got people, you know, talking in the beginning when this went down. Uh, well, you know, there's TNA. But then again, it was all over WWE.com last year in the, the Shawn Michaels diary the yeah. weekend and they were taking pictures of him and video TNA let, let that go on, though. And it's the other thing that gets me, too, is that if they're going to complain about you know, that there's not something WWE for using, then WWE should be asking them for money for when they use the Hall of Fame ring part of an angle with Hogan yeah, and Jay Lethal and all that stuff. So, you know, but he's going to be here. It's going to be a great meet, and, you know, yeah, it doesn't get any better. And you're right, if anyone else, I mean, it's an interesting point you bring up. If if they were going to put the Four Horsemen in as as a faction, are there any other factions that deserve Hall of Fame duration? Um, I would say the NWO, the original three, Hogan, Hall, and Nash, just them. Because there's about 87 other guys that have been in that group that just put a t-shirt and get them over. Oh, yeah. And then uh, I would say DX. Hunter, X-Pac, you know, Billy and Road Dog, and even Sean. I know China was a part of that group. She's probably got some events from what I've been hearing, so um, she probably won't get included in that if they were to do it someday. But those groups, in my opinion, definitely deserving faction. You know, and, and two groups that kind of you know did a lot to define the 90s Yeah, you know, as far as wrestling goes. Yeah, and then you have, you have a, a Hogan and a Shawn Michaels, both potentially... Uh, could be inducted twice into the Hall of Fame. Yeah. yeah that'd be great. So what else do you think about the uh, the rest of the class this year? Uh, Ron Simmons, long overdue. Damn! That's right. Um, the African-American World Heavyweight Champion. You know, he broke some barriers for a lot of African-American wrestlers you know, today on television. Um, Bill Mascaris, a, a Mexican legend. Um, he worked for, I believe, Vince Sr. for a short period of time. I'm uh, uh, in the old territory today. Uh, Mike Tyson, a lot of people really like the celebrity inductions, but Mike Tyson did have a lot, lot to do with the hype of WrestleMania 14 and really putting the Attitude Era, you know, on the map and keeping it that way, you know, in the hype towards that show. Um, Mike Tyson, yeah, I think well, if they're going to continue this, I'm not the biggest fan of any celebrities going in, to be perfectly honest, but if they're going to Continue with quote unquote celebrity wing because there's no building. We keep hearing about celebrity wings. There's gonna, no building. It's going to be towers. Yeah, exactly. Room. But if there's going to be a celebrity wing, yeah, he was involved with the storyline. It was just the event. There was a lot leading up to it. The Tyson was there. Um, you know, I, I don't have a problem with per se. You know, with him going in as much as I have a problem with Drew Carey going in. Um, 
again, if there's celebrity involvement, I mean, I would just soon put Nuki in the Hall of Fame before Drew Carey. Nuki goes in before Lawrence Taylor, I'll be pretty sure. <laughs> Lawrence Taylor was the main event of WrestleMania in my hometown of Hartford, Connecticut. He'd be going in for five minutes. Yeah. Well, yeah, you know, at this point, if they, they're putting in a uh, convicted rapist slash social abuser into the Hall of Fame, well, then it's kind of bad press. The LT is going to go and, you yeah, know, no, he's a let him in. Why not? Why not? It's meant for good people. It's meant for people involved. In the other, point. the other inductee that's a, a, a name that um, you know, just came up recently, uh, Yokozuna. Yokozuna, yes. former two-time WWE champion. He he made a huge. He was probably one of the guys, the first guy to really come in and make a debut in the company, and then make like a huge impact so quickly. Stop. Uh, and for a guy his size, he moved incredibly well, and he was there. He was there not one heel. Two years. He worked with all of you. Are this class is a good class? I I think it's a real good class. And of everything else, I'm just psyched that they got to figure out any way to get him on on the bill at any. But Dusty Rhodes inducting the Four Horsemen. That's to me, right, that, baby. That's, yeah. that's the best part. Got my polka dot. So who goes in last this year? Oh, uh, <laughs> obviously it's Edge, the yeah. rated R super, and he's done a lot for. Me. Himself to deserve a, um, you know, deserve to be in the Hall of Fame. Um, he's uh, recently saying, "Oh, really? This year you want to put me in?" Like he, that was his reaction when he got the phone call. Um, I was kind of, I kind of felt that way too. But I think WWE wanted to capitalize on, you know, his uh, notoriety, considering that he had to retire after last year's WrestleMania due to a neck injury. So, um, you know, it's it's he's deserving. I mean, he broke barriers with the TLC matches with Christian and the Dudleys and the Hardys. This class, it's a really good class. It's a solid class all around. It really isn't a dud in, in this Hall of Fame class. I agree with you. I think Edge is good. You know, it's interesting with Edge. And, I, you know, a little conversation. If you'd like to call in and, and chime in on this, three four six eight nine eight one five. We're going to get the phone in a minute. Um, but Edge, I find Edge interesting that, you know, he's a guy that, that one of the Hall of Fame, obviously, um, tops as far as titles. Title reigns. He's had the most title reigns of any single superstar ever. When the baits around as far as bests of all time, he's, he's not. But he's not included. I find that you don't hear people say, "Oh, well, I think Edge. Edge has to be up there." Edge is kind of the Hogan's, the Flairs, the Shawn Michaels, the Austins. They're always thrown into the mix. I, I do like find it interesting that there's not at least a couple people that say, "Well, what about Edge?" Yeah, I could understand where you're. A lot of different Christian, Rey Mysterio, Randy Orton, uh, Intercontinental Champion, he won the United States Championship, the World Heavyweight Championship, WWE. I mean, you know, he's pretty much you know, he's got he's got a loaded resume. Won the Royal Rumble, first ever Money in the Bank. I'm not sure. In fact, he's the only guy to, to uh, win money. Or no, no, Punk won it twice. But yeah, Ed, Edge has had Money in the Bank twice. Got it from uh, Mr. Kennedy a few years ago. Yeah, he's got a loaded resume. He deserve, he, one more, he deserved to get in there. I just was, I was kind of surprised it was taking place this year. Good point. Let's go to the phones. We got a call on. I, I believe this is me. Hey, what's up, Ken? Hey, Tony, what's going on? Ah, not too much. I'm actually watching day two of the uh, ROH pay per view, the uh, showdown in the sun here. Uh- they were, uh, I heard they were having some technical difficulties. 
companies. They were, yeah. I was in the midst of watching uh, this the second show now, and it, it was out for like about a half hour, forty five minutes. Uh, I don't know. I didn't see la- I didn't see last night's show, but I read the same you know the same thing happened. So I, I, I didn't watch. Of, I watched Honor Black backs out, and you come yeah. to the Henry show, and we're we're, <laughs> we're here ready to rock and roll. Good, good to hear from you, dude. Oh, thanks for be calling in. You know, I'm, as far as the like the Hall of Fame and everything goes, you know, I think you know, like guys like um, you were mentioning, like guys like Hulk Hogan going in as the NWO, and um, you know, like putting the original three in, I think would be uh, you know would make sense for you know at some point in time to come to to happen. You know, even DX. Um, but what guy? You know, uh, how about like a guy like Rick Rude? You know, he he was in both, and he was a guy who showed up on who was on both shows on the same night. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, so, that's um, right. Raw and Nitro on the same night. That was that was groundbreaking. Yeah. That would that would actually be cool. Hall of Fame induct DX and the NWO, but rude with both of them. X Pac was also with both groups too. He was sticking right, yeah, in the was, NWO he and he was you know, in DX. That's right, he was. You know, he was yeah. he was an influential part of that of the early stages of the NWO. Not a bit of, of, of a part, played a good role in it. So. But, but you bring up a good point, Tony. I mean, nothing that moment. You know, people remember the Monday Night War. The moment that Rude shows is just one of the more famous moments in wrestling. You know, one of the uh, more pivotal spots as far as WCW kind of sticking it to the WWE and having Rude kind of back WWE on night. I was like, don't watch that show. It's taped. I'm here right now. Um, yeah, that would be cool. That would be interesting if inducted the both of them. And show that clip at the induction ceremony and had Rude inducted as, as as a member of. Well, what's interesting about it is that I remember, you know, Nitro went on an hour before Raw did. It was three hours at the time. And it comes out, you know, cuts that, that, that shoot promo on Vince. And, you know, uh, he's on Nitro. And I was like, my God. You know, I remember reading spoilers for that night's Raw was taking place. And I had said to myself, well, they're definitely going to have to heavily edit out the, the DX segment, and Rude was a part of it, and showed it, and at that time, JR and King used to do live voiceover at studio in Stanford for those taped editions of, of Monday Night Raw, and I remember JR made a comment, some I don't know, quote by, you know, word for word, but something along the lines of, uh, wow, Rick Rude's a pretty busy guy tonight, something <laughs> like that, oh wow, I just lost my voice, that's what, by the way, let me just stop for a minute, if you hear cracks in my voice, that's because it's WrestleMania weekend. This happened last year. So, Tony, who are you looking forward to most in the Hall of Fame? Oh, oh that's a tough one. I know, probably, uh, probably the Horsemen. You know, I mean, I didn't grow up on. I didn't, you know, watch them when I was. You know, I didn't. Uh, I wasn't really. I didn't grow up on the early NWA character. You know, back in the day and stuff. But you know, I mean, everything I've heard, you know, it's going to be really. You know, they seem, you know, like really deserving. Uh, at least, at least that unit. You know, like uh, Barry Windham and. Um, you know, um, brain busters and Flair, Dylan. Uh, yeah, I, I think it should be good. You know, it's you know, it's gonna be it's gonna be kind of weird seeing Ric Flair at the uh, Hall of Fame. You know, as being he's you know a TNA guy, but they're gonna let him do it. <laughs> uh, you know, it's uh, you know, I just hope he doesn't hock this ring too. <laughs> you know, it's uh, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> you know, um, or, sure, before I let you go, looking forward to most in uh, WrestleMania tomorrow. In what? What are you looking forward to most tomorrow? Probably um, CM Punk and Chris Jericho. It should be it should be a really uh, awesome match. Who's your pick for that match? Uh, I think they have to have Punk go over. 
you know, since he's, he's a full-time Dorema. guy, and he, you know, since he's the, uh, he's pretty much, you know, like he's the regular there, you know, they should, they should have him win. All right, Tony, thanks a lot for the call. And uh, everyone, look forward to Tony's blogs. Uh, he recaps all the shows on the Ken Reedy Show. Or if you miss a show, you check out Tony's blog. He really goes through the whole show in depth, opinion and coverage. Thanks for the call, Tony. All right, no problem. Thanks, Tony. Well, Tony, our blogger there, to call in uh, to hear from him. Uh, calling all the way from New York, uh, um, so we are we are all the way. Um, okay, so uh, Hall of Fame tonight. Who else are you looking forward to seeing uh, there, Dave? In the in the hall, yeah. I mean, overall, I'm look I'm looking forward to you know the entire show. Um, Edge, more important. Edge and the Horsemen. You know, it's it's huge. I, I, I can't describe it. I'm like at a loss for words right now. It's just, you know, it's unbelievable. Miami, WrestleMania weekend, the sun's out. And there are so many beautiful women here, I swear to God. I, that We have a Mary Kay convention That's in our hotel. You know, they're saying, lifetime rock and scene, that's bullshit. You're going to see it at some point. And it's once in a lifetime. WrestleMania and wrestling versus, you know, middle-aged women that work for Mary Kay. This is it's like a culture clash. It's huge. It's just it, oh my god. I might have to leave to go down first. Maybe we'll bring some of these Mary Kay girls up here, you know. Yeah, you know, there is their fair share of hot Mary Kay girls, but you know, some of them some of them are yeah, they look like they got a few miles on. Yeah, them. I don't know if they're really doing a good job at selling makeup and how to look good. Um some of them are a little scary. Yeah. A little, little scary. Oh. But it is it is kind of a weird convergence of of people's wrestling fans prancing around the the lobby uh, with uh, Mary Kay spokes ladies. I'm just waiting to get asked if I am an actual wrestler, one of those ladies that I have no idea you know, who's who on the television show, and then you know I can tell you moves if they like. A rear <laughs> naked of them sorts. But uh, no, yeah, it's, I, when I walked into the hotel, the, you know. Early on yesterday, when I checked in here, uh, I checked in. Early. It was the, the, the buzz was in the air, but it wasn't really, you know, uh, that that great, and uh, you know, not too many fans around. But, but uh, I went out to lunch. I came back, and there's a line you know, out the door of people trying to check in. And you know, you see all the different wrestling shirts, you know, uh, all the CM Punk shirts, and you know, uh, John Cena shirts everywhere. And uh, and then about a couple hours later, I come back, and I see a whole bunch of women in the hotel. <laughs> oh my. God, I'm like, did like, this like, this is like a wrestling fan's dream, right? Well, at least my dream that is. But you know, just with all these women here, I just was like, this is so cool. And then like, I see a sign that says some sort of Mary Kay thing going on, and you know, half of them got like purple jackets on, the other half got red, some got white. You know, yeah, there's some sort of color coding going on. Yeah, I, I don't know if it's by like age, seniority, and company, or what have you, and you know, or maybe that, you know, that's. I don't know, the color lipstick they got to wear, too. I have no idea. But. It's going to be great when we see them, like, marching down to the ring tomorrow. They're, right, they're much, actually a fashion. They're, they're a new diva fashion. They're a part of John Cena's entrance. <laughs> he always has a big WrestleMania entrance. He had, like, 30 guys dressed up like him. I bet you, you know, he's going to, you know, have all the Mary Kay chicks lined up on the ramp while he runs down and face the rock. That's a, you know, a segue. That's what we call segue in the business. Let's talk, you know, we're talking about the lobby and everything. And, you know, we got into town uh, on Friday, and... 
you know, not seeing a lot. There's a lot of Rock shirts, a lot of people, uh, obviously, Team Rock. Um, over the course of, as you say, progressed and today, a lot of Team Cena. A lot of Team Cena. seen a lot more T-shirts around with uh, Cena on them. Uh, a lot of people were talking to uh, saying Team Cena. Um, actually, before this, which is funny, I was Key West. We drove all the way to Key West. We up to Miami. Bar in Key West, enjoying a drink, nachos, and a guy just walks over. A guy in his fifties, probably, he's like, "Team Cena, you kick the shit out of the rock." It's like, really? And it was totally all about Team Cena. And I, I used to like the like. What? You know, I feel the same way. Kind of, I liked the Rock. The Rock is an all-time great, but he left. And now he's back, and Cena's been the guy who's carrying the company. And acknowledged Cena's weaknesses, but said, this guy is here. He's been here for us. He continues to be here. The Rock pops up. I'm pulling for Cena, which I was surprised about, because it's always that maybe misconception that it's it, children and women want Cena, and older or grown men are going to root for The Rock. And I, I was kind of surprised. And now around the lobby, around town... I'm kind of seeing more and more Cena shirts. I'm not saying, I'm not delusional saying that the state is going to be anywhere close to 50-50, but there might be more cheers for Cena tomorrow than one may have thought going in. Yeah, no, I, a year ago when this match was announced, and I remember we sat in your hotel room right at the rest of 27, we thought of, well, all right, Rock put his hands on Cena. You know, they're going to do some sort of match. just a matter of time when it's going to be announced. And I remember it came out of your mouth, Ken, John Cena is going to have to be a heel if they do it at next year's WrestleMania in Miami because the Rock cheered. Uh, you know, let's fast forward a year now, and who would have thought that we're sitting here saying that there are a, a large amount of John Cena fans in Miami in the Rock's hometown? Uh, I think personally that translates to the fact that people are starting to see that you know, who John Cena really is and the character that he is on television and. They've really done a good job of making driving the point home that John Cena is the face of the WWE until somebody acts the church. Rock is going to be gone after Monday night. He'll probably come to Miami, but he'll be gone after Monday night. I, Cena will be there. Yeah, and, and you know, it's it's funny the whole I. And I'm one of those guys, look, you get caught up with the whole wrestling thing. And, and you know, sometimes, I mean, look, I I, I, have a, I have a show I do for two hours once we're talking about wrestling. I mean, I, I organize vacations to go to WrestleMania. I'm willing to accept the fact that for an adult, I, I you know, too big a percentage of my life is involved in pro wrestling. But I I can't I can't help it. I love it. But to get a point of, like, analyzing and over. And people who have watched wrestling for years and years and decades, we do that. And we're all we all have our eras we grew up in, and the people where we're nostalgic for. You know, pe- those of us who grew up in the '80s are all about. You know, oh, the best of all times got to be Hulk or, or Ric Flair, and you know, and Shawn Michaels was number one for outrage. But the people that grew up with Shawn Michaels are no, Shawn Michaels is the best ever. It's it's amazing like where you go and, and how you analyze things. But I was one of those guys that was, like I said, Cena's got to be a heel. they got to turn him. This is finally the time. Turn him heel. Change the character. And i got to admit, there's something 
again, knowing it's all scripted, and but there's something somewhat admirable about a character that's just saying, no, I am who I am. You can do me, you can cheer me. I'm not changing. This is who I am. Vladimir hating me. I don't care. This is who I am. And he's kind of got this, this character going that I, I'm me. Isn't that ultimately like what we all would like to be in life? Just be who we are and not care about what other people think about us? So the way they've evolved seen this character is, is somewhat admirable. Like, yeah, I wear cheesy shorts and, and a t-shirt and, and sweatpants and so what? That's what I want to do. Um, and we talked to some of the guys yesterday from Busted Open that had John Cena on, and they're telling us that every guy they got to interview, you know, they show up in their in their jeans or their trendy affliction shirt or something, you know, they 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 come out of their character. Um, John Cena was one guy that looked like he was ready to start a match. He came to the interview exactly what he wears down to the room: his shorts, his knee pads, his t-shirt, his sweatbands, and his hat. You know, it'd be I didn't mean to interrupt you. If he went grocery shopping and bought that family-sized box of Fruity Pulls with his face in his knee pads, I think that would be so cool if they did like, like Vince that. Like John Cena, John Cena, day 36, training for The Rock, and you see him in like a local public supermarket here in, here in Florida getting a box of Fruity Pulls with the knee pads on. And, you know, the whole, the whole garb and, the, you know, that that would be pretty cool. But, you know, con- continue on with your your, uh, your thoughts there, Mr. Reedy. I, 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 I have found this character somewhat even with uh you know again going to it thinking uh this character's stale, it's boring, they they should they should change something. This run I I think admirable. Keep it the way it is, in my opinion. They really they really should, you know gone down to the root of uh the character of John Cena and uh you know people are starting to embrace it. I think some people are starting to accept it. If the older fans don't particularly care for the character, they still respect him because he stays true to who he is and and uh you know his morals and um I, I would keep it the way it is but with a little bit more of an edge. Well I, I think that's what they've done. I, I I agree with you there. I think if they've changed anything, they've given him back a little bit of an edge and I think that makes sense for him. Him do what what he can do. I do find it interesting, again, for haters, you know, when they put him in a program with Punk, he held his own. He was not outclassed in that program. In a program with The Rock, arguably, so I would disagree, but some might say, best ever on the market, he held his own. Some said he was winning week in, week out. We had on our Facebook page... And if you're listening, check out our Facebook page, The Ken Reedy Show on Facebook. We're always having wrestling talk and stuff there. But every week, I was putting, who won this week? Rock or Cena? And there was not one week that everyone said The Rock won. Every week, there was at least someone that said Cena got the better of The Rock. Now, there was some bait on the page and whatever, but it's The Rock. The Rock. Someone who has always been tremendous on the mic. Cena held his own. Now, that being said, he's held his own. It's been a good um, run the past few months. I do still think, and I'm curious if they, like, we're we're hearing rumors that they're going to set up a match for next year. I think, economically speaking, it helps to sell the travel packages when they go on sale to have the main event set up a year in advance. Yeah. Creatively, 
I think it's very difficult. And maybe they learned some things what happened this year. Uh, creatively, I thought it was like if they challenged each other in January and then had this run over the past few months, I thought it would, it would be awesome. It was just the year that made it difficult uh, creatively to keep uh, fresh. Um, but I think Cena did an excellent job. Now, that all being said, doing this a year in advance, doing it with The Rock, setting it up very similar to how they were doing Rock Hogan at WrestleMania 18, you know, the guy who is the face of the company, the older veteran coming back, but doing it a year in advance, man, they have to deliver on Sunday. Oh, I think they will from a physical standpoint. I think that this is going to be a dud. I think this match is going to surprise some people. And I think we're going to – I think the other thing, too, is John Cena doesn't have to prove anything to any of us whatsoever. But I think in his competitive nature, he is going to try to show us a few new tricks up his sleeve during the match from a, from a skill standpoint. I think a lot of people are going to be surprised um, what he's going to bring. You know, the, the debate, of course – a lot of people, you know, a lot of the older wrestling fans don't like John Cena because he's got a limited, you know, wrestling skill, limited ability. Um, I think uh, and that has been really a part of the hype as, as far as the him and Rock goes, which I'm surprised considering Rock has jumped on the bandwagon of the older fans hating John Cena. Um, I think John Cena is going to, you know, uh, surprise some people on Sunday. It's going to be, I think it's going to be a good physical match. It's just going to be. Two guys going out there that, you know, they they both got something to prove. Cena got to prove that he's in the top echelon of some of the all-time greats by getting in there with The Rock. And The Rock has to prove that he still got it after seven years. That tag match in November Survivor Series, in my opinion, does not count. He's out there alone by himself relying on his own abilities to face John Cena in front of a much larger crowd on a grander stage. And Sunday, he's got a lot to prove, too. And it's it's gonna you know it's not up or you know, shut up time and I totally agree with you and and I yeah I didn't think as much look the rock looks great I mean, whatever whatever he's doing or taking wink, he wink, like a brick shit and he he looks great um, that being said yeah I don't think the Survivor Series match showed really anything um, you know they kept it what he had to do fairly simple um, obviously like letting him do a rock bomb he can do a rock bomb you know, they they kept simple for him. Uh, John, I got to think. I mean, they got to give us at least thirty minutes. And I'm thinking it has to be at oh. least a minute match. Oh, they will. So they got you know they got to keep it interesting. Now, I'm sure, a thirty a quote thirty minute match. I'm sure when they get the nice long stare down uh, in the beginning, I'm sure they will wait for it and get the uh, let's go Cena Cena sucks chant going. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's going to be one of the moments uh, that they're going to let go. Very similar to you know the Hogan Andre Hogan Raw kind of confrontation where they're going to stand in the middle of the ring. Um, but yeah, I, to me, like they have to give us like thirty. Especially, I don't doubt that Taker and Triple H are going to give us something good in the Hell in a Cell. But I wonder how long they can go. Um, I think Raw headlining year in advance. They got to give us a half hour minimum really really good match and this is something um and i'd like to hear your thoughts on this as far as being the face of the company and we're all sound, sound like we agree that we're fairly certain that we we think 
We believe that these two guys are going to give us something good. We believe they are going to deliver. Let's let's say we're wrong. Let's say shit the bed on this match. Let's say Cena looks worse than he did last year against Miz. What happens to John Cena? And that's why this match is tremendous because I don't know if I've ever seen more pressure in a match put on a performer. If Hogan shit the bed against Andre, Hogan was going to be fine after WrestleMania three. Cena, he would have suffered. You know, obviously Hogan would have suffered some. Hogan running wild. Hogan would have been fine. If Cena shits the bed on Sunday, does the company have to rethink him being the face of the company? Do they have to tweak things a little bit? Do no. they I mean, no. In my opinion, I I don't I don't think so. And the reason that because he's when when Make a Wish. All the sponsorship with Skittles and Fruity Pebbles and all the you know the the the, the kids' products. They look at John Cena and they see him as you know a, a clean cut, good looking, all American guy um, with you know good morals and, and good values. Oh, and and uh, model the children. I don't the executive vice president or the chairman of Post Cereal is going to say John Cena hit the work rate in that match. Was terrible. I don't know if we should start putting our money into him on a, on a cereal box. That you know what I mean? Like I don't think people are looking at it from a work rate standpoint. You know, if if John Cena fails, what, what are we going to do? Because people are going to be demand for him, regardless. Outside okay. of it, but I mean, could it hurt, hurt down the road pay per view sales? I mean, if they can put in that lining match. I mean, because personally, I gotta say I disagree with you. I think they got If he shit the bed, I think they have to. They have to think about it. They have to have the meeting, whether they do or not. But I think if they shit the bed and every place you see on, on the dirt sheets, on shows, if everything you're hearing is, Jesus Christ, I'm sick of Cena, this WrestleMania, a year advance, and he still gave a shit match, I'm, I'm never watching TV programming again. Whatever people might say, I think the WWE at least has to get together and say, all right, what are we going to do? He's making the company $106 million. He's worth a hundred. We talked about this on another show. He's worth $106 million. If other figures start to go down and get lower, then they have to have that conversation. Because I, I, I'm not even thinking about that. This is this is, <laughs> this is such a – I don't even know why I'm having conversations. This is such a huge – good debate, man. It is. Come on. It is, God damn it. But no, like uh, – we're – Let's go Cena, all right? <laughs> you know, I'm at a loss for words, you know? I don't know. Somebody make me a drink. <laughs> it is WrestleMania weekend. It's Ken Reedy show live from Miami. We, I, I just got a text that uh, Shane Helms is, is hoping his driver will get him here. He is en route. The hurricane. I can feel it. The hurricane is coming. Um, this is the Ken Reedy show. Give us a call. 347 Predictions. Speculations. Talking about what we think we're going to see on Sunday at WrestleMania. Um, and we are debating right now Rock versus Cena, uh, what we're going to see. And I, I think we're both on the same page that we think we're going to see a really good match. Um, we're hoping we're going to see a really good match. Um, but, you know, who knows what we're going to see out of those guys. And speaking of two guys that were wondering how much they can perform, um, let's let's hit Triple H uh, ticker for a little bit. Hell in a Cell. Looking forward to something that uh, should be violent. 
and as a a wrestling fan and and maybe as as a somewhat maladjusted human being i'm i'm looking forward to something really violent between the two of them um and quite possibly they might be setting up something for next year uh triple h Shawn michaels michaels being the special guest referee what do you look to see out of this one dave if we do this we go all the way <laughs> No. Um, Let's go all the way. <laughs> I can do what Sean could do. No, um, because I'm the chaperone. <laughs> 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 no, uh, you've been working on that impression for a while, haven't you? In the mirror. Yeah. <laughs> With just the top. Let's picture that, all you female <laughs> listeners out there, okay? And some male listeners, too. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> I know you're downstairs, all right? Okay, I'm like coming, baby. Four o'clock is going to hit. Dave be sprinting down the lobby. Nineteen. He's not going to wait for the elevator. Nineteen flights of stairs going to run. I'm, you I'm Mary gonna, Kay lady. I'm going to Ric Flair and just show up in my robe. <laughs> no, um, it's going to be a physical. You know, you talked about two minutes ago about uh, going. You know, uh, a long, longer period of time, um, thirty minutes. Uh, uh, they and Taker went thirty-seven minutes last year, and there was no cage. Um, so they're going to go thirty-minute mark. Um. And they're going to go all out. It's going to be a pretty violent match, I can say the least. And I'm really looking forward to seeing uh, what we got in store for uh, Hell in the Cell. And uh, speaking of what we got in store, uh, got a guest in the house. He just he hit the bathroom. Oh, bathroom already? He, he may have been stuck in traffic. Not one or number two. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> How long it takes him to get to the mic. Oh, but, yeah, but, but as one hell is taking place, we're... <laughs> <laughs> well, let's talk about the current hell that's going on on the hell itself today. There's going to be something that's going to go down with Shawn Michaels, as you know. He's not wearing the stripes for nothing, okay? He's going to do something that's going to get people talking, and it could set up something further down the line with Triple H. We, it's just a matter of how it's going to happen. Uh, and uh, I I look forward to this match. I look for, you know, hell in the cell in an outdoor venue and, you know, 70,000 people screaming and turn taker, two guys who basically – Use Hell in the Cell really to find what match they can compete in. It's just going to be it's going to be off the chain. I can't, can't wait for it. It's going to be good. And uh, speaking of uh, good, I got, a, uh, I got a, a guest in the house. Uh, let's we introduce the Hurricane Shane Helms. Helms is in the house. Thanks. Good to see you. Yeah, let's get up. Live on our special WrestleMania show, the KBD show, to call 347-838-9815. How you doing, Shane? That was the longest fucking three miles. <laughs> <laughs> That's what the GPS told me, dude. What do you want me to say, man? Jesus Christ. Yeah, Miami is not, not a, uh, it's not fast getting around town. It's not town. traffic friendly, man. Jesus. It had nothing to do with traffic. It's literally 20 miles away. Oh, it is, it is that far? Really? Yeah. I was, I was three on the <laughs> Uh, so the GPS lies. How are you? I'm being stuck in transit for a while. Oh, I'm doing great, man. I'm a little, uh, little jet lagged a little bit. You know, just did a show last night in San Jose, California. I literally uh, did, did my deal in the ring, went back, cleaned up the horse bass, as I uh, tweeted. <laughs> uh, I went through the balls in the sink, uh, and I headed right to the airport, and I've been on that airplane all night. Yeah. Just for this show. Can Thank we, you. Uh, can we get a drink or something? It, was, it wasn't WrestleMania. It wasn't Russell Reunion. I came down here just for this show. Chuck, Chuck, together. Well, thank you. We appreciate you so much coming on the show. Uh, the other play? 
you got, you know what? We tell the police. Do you want to tell or do you want me to tell? I'll tell it. You'll, you'll fuck it up. <laughs> <laughs> so I know what WrestleMania was. Detroit 23. De- Detroit. That's some shit I should remember. But uh, <laughs> So we ended up hanging out after the show, and uh, Steve Austin comes up, and you know this, that, and he looks at Dave and goes, hey, nice hair. Kid. <laughs> and I just fucking takes off. We're like, what? Yeah, and this guy. No, what happened? It said it so convincing. I was like, do you have headlocks? <laughs> he walks in and like the whole bar stopped because they had that was the night of the, the condemned movie premiere. And uh, I remember Shane saying, uh, the movie star. I said, oh, that's Steve Austin. He goes, you want to meet him? I said, yeah, absolutely. I was just marking out. So he said, you know, Steve is my buddy Dave from Connecticut, and I went to go shake his hand, and then you know, he gave me the uh, nice. Thing meet you, hair plugs treating you, and yeah, he, 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 you know, she, yeah, Shane just busted out laughing just like that, you know, I was just, uh, you know, I was like, like a shock, I was like the guy that watched on TV every single week just insulted me, my weekend is, <laughs> <laughs> so Shane, how are you feeling, how's, uh, you know, the injuries healing up, feeling good, yeah, feeling like a million pesos, <laughs> feeling pretty good, man, I mean, I'm lucky to be a dude, so, but me, you know, uh, because what happened last May, and every day is a gift for me from this point on, you know, uh, I'm just happy to be happy to be walking, you know. How are you feeling back in the ring? Uh, good, you know. I probably shouldn't be in there, but you know, uh, money talks and the hurricane walks, evidently. So. Uh, should be good to go. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. right, it's just a little faint. Oh. Okay. Actually, right. do you guys switch, maybe? Yeah. You want to? Okay. Just single stuff. Go live. This is live radio. This is what happens, I guess, when. Uh, you're louder than Shane, actually. You have a bigger mouth. No, well, yeah, I do have. I've been told I have a big mouth. Yeah. Yeah, that's why I can hear you a little better. All right. So, um, yeah, so you're back in the ring. You're feeling good? You're feeling healthy in the ring? I wouldn't say I feel healthy. <laughs> Maybe a little bit of an exaggeration, but, uh, you know, um, my physical therapy is pretty intensive. You know, uh, when I'm doing that, I do that five days a week. Two two times a week is really intensive. You know, it's very painful anyway. Give, give us a list, just an idea of, like, what... what it didn't help, but what are you going through as far as your physical therapy? I mean, they make me stand on my back and flicking for like minutes at a time, which I'm not even sure I could do when I <laughs> You know, just jumping up and down on it. And like, I mean, the foot was completely broke both leg bones right above the ankle. And my foot was smashed. The doctor said it looked like a bag of chips. Ooh, oh, jeez. I was like, uh, how many breaks would you guess? He goes, I couldn't even begin to count. So, uh, wow! You know, uh, it was literally just hanging on by skin and tendon. Uh, so I mean, I almost lost a foot. So it, they don't have really nothing to gauge it on as far as I'm back because it was just so uh, you know destroyed. Um, but what's going on? We really beat it up. You know, we beat it up all the time trying to get better. That's the only way to get better. Well, glad to see you back. Glad to see you. You're at least walking and stuff. I mean, now you know, I've gone through physical therapy. My uh, I tore a meniscus. Now I feel like a pussy that I was like pissing and moaning with that. Exactly the same thing. Right. <laughs> so I'm just saying, Saturday before WrestleMania, you've been in this position. You've been you've been at a WrestleMania. Um, what are some of the performers you think going through right now? Thinking tomorrow's the the big show. What's going through their minds? Uh, probably a lot of butterflies for some of the guys. You know, uh, I mean, there's a lot of guys there that you know. I mean, uh, this would be the biggest thing they ever. Did. Uh, for the guys that have reclawed and fought and scratched for a long career and to finally get there, that, that's when it really means something. It's a huge, you know, uh, accomplishment to be on the WrestleMania card. Um, there's butterflies, there's excitement, uh, you know. And some guys have been there before, so to them it's kind of, even though they've been there before, this is still the biggest you know, the show in, in the business. So. 
And what do you think of the card going into tomorrow? It's really strong, you know. I mean, I know the the, the it's easy to criticize uh, if you follow the internet. On, I mean, wrestling on the internet, everybody hates everything. But uh, it's a really strong card. I mean, there's there's a lot of uh, matches where you don't really know who's going to win. That you really could go either way. And for the first time, I think wow is very unpredictable. That's good stuff. Yeah, I mean, what do you, you know, I'm curious about you because you've been in the business for a while. Um, you know, first time we've seen something where they they start storyline year in advance and kind of try to advance it. Do, do you think they did that effectively? you think that worked well, uh, building the storyline? Or do you think it was a tough sell doing it a year in advance? I don't think it was a tough sell at all. I think people were excited when it was announced, and they're even so excited now. So, I mean, obviously. you think it was a good thing doing it a year in advance? What match are you looking forward to most tomorrow? Uh, probably, uh, I don't know, Roxanne is going to be good. You know, Rock's a buddy of mine. So uh, that, you know, uh, no, I'm jaded because I just want to see my buddies do well. <laughs> so, uh, you know, Rock and uh, Jericho are probably you know, the three matches I, I care the most about. Rock Tag. So what do you think of the uh, Taker, the, the Hell in a Cell match? Do you think that it's going to be a good match? Oh, I mean, of course it's going to be a good match. I mean, something went drastic go wrong for, you know, those three talents, Sean included, to be in a match and then I'll be good. So uh, it, it's going to be good. I don't think, uh, you know, nothing to worry about there. But it's it's the first time in a long time where I think the streak actually is in jeopardy. You know, last year I didn't think it was. Years before I think it was. This year, you know, uh, the way it's kind of built up, it's actually in jeopardy for the first time. I think that makes it even more exciting. Now, it's, it's interesting you said that because I, I do – Wholeheartedly agree with you, and I've had this conversation. Where, uh, you know, you go through wrestling, and a lot of stuff are predictable. And you can, and like you're saying, that the streak, you knew it's not broken this year. Like every go in, and there might be some hype, but it's it's not going to be this year. There's some suspense there. The other matches. Do you think you got lucky this year, or do you think that they're moving in a a better direction as far as well? Let's let's keep the the crowd guessing. Let's let's. Let's set up a WrestleMania where it's not obvious uh, the outcome, so to speak. I don't know if they got lucky. I think they knew what they were going to do. So, I mean, uh, I'm, not, I'm not sure. Why, why, why would that be lucky? I'm just saying that because you said it's been predictable in the past. Like, did they move in a, in a direction, or do you think that they just... Oh, no, I think it's just evolution. I mean, I, I think there's a, the feeling that at some point it's going to have to happen. Uh, me, as a, as a friend and fan of Undertaker, I don't want to seem, you know, like the streak ever lose. But there's a part of me, too, that, you know, I'm really big on Japanese tradition where why go out on a loss, you know? I mean, why go out on a win? If you're still winning, you should keep fighting. And that's a big thing in Japan, like in Pride and all those guys, you know, you never uh, went out on a win. You know, if you won, oh, you got one more match in anything. So, uh, so those two trains of thoughts, but uh, I would like to see the streak continue. I'd like to see the streak. Would you like to, just curious, would you, if the streak, if you were in creative and the streak's going to end. We're going to decide the streak is going to end. Do you think it's better for it to end for, say, a guy like Triple H or for a younger guy to kind of catapult him to the next level? Uh, I don't know if you sacrifice the undertaker for a younger guy unless it's a proven deal. I mean, unless this is a guy that's proven commodity and mm-hmm. is going to be able to use that uh, to take it to another level, then maybe, maybe not, but you don't sacrifice the undertaker for just anybody. So you go like, and I, and, I, and I don't know if Triple H needs this either because we don't. I mean, I don't know uh, his inner status is going to be going forward either. So, 
I got a question for you, Shane. Um, you know, you've been you were with WWE for you know just over ten years. Uh, any personal WrestleMania moments to yourself that uh, you know that you could you know tell tell our listeners, the audience, some uh, interesting stories about you know uh, past WrestleMania weekends that uh, you know you've uh, encountered. Uh, other uh, the story with me in Detroit and Steve Austin. Uh, anything that uh, comes to mind where you uh, you think of uh, you know that stands out any of for you? Like for me personally, like yeah. stuff I was involved in. Yeah, your stuff you were in, yeah stuff you were involved in. I mean the, the Detroit one was uh, probably my. I won the hardcore title at WrestleMania 18, so mm-hmm. to win the championship at a Mania is pretty pretty cool. I mean I lost it that same night, but you know, <laughs> just just edit that part out. <laughs> no, we're live, brother. <laughs> but, uh, the uh, Detroit, you know, being in the ring uh, with Ric Flair in front of eighty-three thousand people. Woo! Uh, that, that was that was that was an amazing thing for me. And I remember uh, me and Chavo were walking to the ring together, and I remember telling Chavo, "I was like, just slow, down. like just slow down and just look at all these people. It's ridiculous to see, you know, that amount of people. It's, they don't even look like people at that point. It just was like looking at the ocean, you know, and trying to find a fish or something. But um, that was probably my favorite, my favorite person. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Cool. What's going through your? I mean, do you, how do you when when you're going through that moment in your WrestleMania moment? Just give, I, I like to hear just psychology. Like when you get in the ring, how do you get yourself relaxed and just all right? I just have to perform now. I was just being a professional man. You know, uh, I never really had nerves or anything like that. I was never one of those guys that had that problem. I've seen it happen to the biggest of guys, but. You know, I mean, I just grew up uh, wrestling, and I always imagined myself in that position. So, like, even in my early career, I never had a problem with nervous and shit like that. You know, I just went in. Uh, you know, you gotta you gotta learn to get a feel for the crowd and listen to them. But at the same time, there's a part of you that just talks them out because you know you're in the ring with this one person, and you're gonna do. You know, you got to go to work now. So, I mean, if you, if you get like um. If you get distracted by like how many people are out there or whatever's going on, and it's easy to do, but but you can't let that affect your work. You know, you just you know it's still a job. You got to go in there and do it. Well, who's who's the toughest guy I've ever been in the world? I mean, the toughest person, the toughest person in the business is creative. <laughs> <laughs> Without a doubt, I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, everybody, all these guys are tough, man. You know, so. Uh, what's what's your best match? Which or you what you consider your best or your favorite match? I've had too many to pick up. Yeah. Once you get in the thousands, it just. It's, <laughs> I literally had a. I mean, I, I may have told Dave this story. I had some kid was telling me how he loved the match that me and Jeff Hardy had. And I was going, I've never saw Jeff Hardy. <laughs> and uh, he's like, no, man, I saw the match. It was great. You're doing all this kind of crazy shit. And I was going, I don't have no idea what you're talking about. And it was like on Twitter or something. I was like, all right, man. I, you know, sure. And he sends me a YouTube link. And sure enough, there it is. <laughs> I just had I me mean, just like it just all blurs together at this point in time. I mean, there's a lot of stuff I'm proud of. I know. Uh, I mean, still in Starcade, you know, the last Starcade that was a big deal. You know, being that ladder match and not not only being on Starcade but still in the show it was was really impressive. Yeah. Um, just any. I mean, anytime I was in the ring with like you know, as I admired and legends and stuff like that, that that always a little bit more to me than I think it does to some guys. Uh, mainly because I'm a fan. You know, some guys. Get in the business and like yo yo you can't be a mark anymore you know all that bullshit you know <laughs> I never stopped being a fan I always I was always appreciative of being there and what I had so especially if I was in the ring with somebody I looked up to I, I distinctly rem- remember when I was in the ring with Ric Flair and I was calling to him for the cover you know in the one two three and I just that remember how slow 
that whole moment in time was for me. I was just like, I can't believe I'm going to be paying Rick Flair and all this shit. And it was just, like, that was just amazing for me. So was Rick Flair your guy growing up? Was he your favorite? Uh, North Carolina, man. He's everybody's yeah. guy. <laughs> Flair country. Yeah. Who else were your favorites growing up? Uh, Flair and Randy Savage were. You Savage. Know, they're, they're my all favorites. Oh, yeah. Did you ever get to work with Savage? Only on not not in the ring, but uh, for the um, I, I actually trained Dennis Rodman for his match with Savage. Really? So uh, yeah, we're out in L.A. doing Ready to Rumble, and I was a uh, David Arquette stunt double and Ready to Rumble. Okay. And uh, so uh, you know, we had some rings set up for the movie, and uh, somebody needed to train him, obviously. <laughs> and so uh, me and Chris Canyon out there, and Savage came out, and I just got to like talk to him, and like that was actually the first time I met him. You know, like I say, you know, I grew up and like he he was a big idol of mine as far as wrestling goes. Uh, I just remember talking to him and all kind of crazy shit, and he goes, "Yeah, you a hell of a worker, brother." Yeah, really. <laughs> and I was like, "Fuck yeah, fuck yeah." <laughs> <laughs> we worked on the movie together. We had a couple spots in the movie together, so uh, it was pretty cool. Yeah. Was was the heat as real as we thought it was in uh, Macho Man and Rodman? Uh. I guess a little bit. I didn't get the feeling that they liked each other too much, especially like after the match, because you know we, like I actually I taught Rodman to go to the top rope. He was going to come off with a clothesline, you know, sit down and work with some goofy bastard for hours <laughs> to climb the top ropes and do it. And then he shows up at the show and he's just mashed. He's like hammered and oh really? Up. Yeah, right. he couldn't do anything. Yeah, it's just uh, that was pretty disappointing because then it was like, who trained this guy? And I was like, hey man, we trained him. We didn't say anything about being drunk out there. You know? <laughs> You can watch if you watch during that match. You could tell like, there's at one point I think Savage like took him up the ramp and backstage, and they did sparry threw him in the porta potty. But Rodman was right. You could tell Rodman was impaired because he was kind of dragging his feet, and Savage just like had this look on his face like get the fuck over here, you know. And he kind of dragged him and just jammed him in that porta potty. You could tell that something wasn't right that evening with Dennis Rodman. Dangerous too. Right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, so so you got to work with Savage, who was an idol. Um, and you never worked with him in the ring, though? No, no, never in the ring. What was it like working on the set of that movie with uh, Arquette? I mean, it was neat. You know, I, I don't have like any movie ambitions or any shit like that. You know, I, I was just going out there to help coordinate the wrestling scenes. I was only going to supposed to be out for like three to four or five weeks. And fucking three months later, I'm still out there. <laughs> you know, they learned, they thought they could just train a stuntman to wrestle was, was what happened. They learned pretty quickly that that wasn't the case. And so... um. I mean, I'm a little bit taller and a little bit of a different build than Arquette, and I had the long hair at the time, so I would have to get put in a wig all day long, you know, and just, and then those wigs are like painful as shit. There's a bunch of like little bobby ends sticking in here. Oh, yeah. I'm sure you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it was cool, man. You know, I mean, uh, I had a lot of fun. Met a lot of, you know, celebrities and shit like that and hung out with crazy people, so. And I, you know, I was a little kid from North Carolina. That like that was the biggest like. Major. I went from little town North Carolina to seeing skyscrapers. I never had even seen skyscrapers at that point. So it was a big change in scenery for sure. But um, you know, what I mean, I, <laughs> I I adjusted pretty quick. <laughs> what? You got a question? Yeah, go ahead. Ask a question. No, go ahead. We have a uh, here, Billy. Billy Brown. Wild Bill Brown. Brown. Hey, hey, how you doing? Hey, I'm not with the man anymore, am I? I don't even know. Um, I had a question. Um, with Rock, and then they made the decision to put you over on the Rock. Um, where did you uh, first of all get the feeling of you know what it was going to be like, and then after that, um, were you kind of disappointed with the direction as it really followed uh, what we were all thinking that was going to happen after the upset picture? Well, first of all, when it, when I was told, I thought it was a rib. Like a, <laughs> I was like, this shit ain't going to happen. It's like with me for whatever reason. 
Uh, there was no disappointment on my end because I knew it wasn't my fault. I knew when I delivered. The match was great. The reception was great. But, um, but there, you know, the, polit- the politics, me. you know, uh, I'm not a very political guy. And, and there's certain guys up there, and, I mean, it's well documented. There's one particular person in that company that, that I can't stand, and he's the biggest douchebags in the business. And uh, he, he was instrumental in that. So it is, you know, you uh, Carlito just tweeted. He said, "There's two kinds of over. It's being over with crowd and over in the office. It's much better to be over in the office. <laughs> you know, uh, other guys like me, but at the same time, you know, once I left Raw and went to SmackDown, my career took off again. Uh, so I, it, it was really just a couple guys that, that you know hindered that. Do you think it had anything to do with anything that you did, or is it just a couple guys? No, definitely wasn't nothing I did. Is uh, you know." We were just all wondering because we were, we saw the, the rug dip right out from underneath you months later, and you know we you really know, thought that, that this was the chance. That happens to a lot of guys, so I'm not trying to say it's only happened to me. I mean, I'm not whining about it. Like I, I've seen it happen to a gazillion guys, and sometimes there's no rhyme, no reason. You don't know why it happens, and uh, I mean, you just try to roll with the punches as best you can. You know, uh, I mean, there's still at the end of the day, there's still the biggest show, in so you know, uh, there were a couple times when I wanted to go just you know, slap the shit out of a couple people, but it's like. You know, I got a, no <laughs> a names, lot of people huh? counting on, on this page I bring home, so I, you know, I better not do that. But so, do you ever think you did get over uh, in the office, as, as you said? I mean, obviously, oh, you were oh, over definitely. The I was there for you know, it was ten years, dude. If they didn't like me, I would have been no matter what. Just like me, and I still have a good relationship with him, and uh, you know, you know, uh, Stephanie and Hunter, and those guys were cool with me. Um, it just is what it is, you know. And the politics is that intense in the, in the business. Yeah, you know, it's one thing like a politics is so talked about and everybody knows about, and it's really accepted. But the fact is that they shouldn't be there. You know, like the, you know, I mean, we all know I'm talking about Shawn Michaels. You know, I, he's a fucking prick. That's the bottom line. Uh, I, I think if a story came out right now and you find out that Michael Jordan, who I consider to be you know the greatest of all time, if a story came out that you found out that Michael Jordan went to, you know, David Stern or whoever the commissioner was at the time and was having secret meetings with him, and he was burying other guys and trying to get these guys thrown out of games and trying to get these guys thrown the NBA, it'd be the biggest fucking scandal in sports. It wouldn't be accepted. It would be but this, is, but it happens all the time in pro wrestling, and it's just accepted as politics. So is he has Mike has that bigger stroke within oh, the front office? Of course he does. And he's, a, and he's just a douchebag of a guy, <laughs> you know, no, no matter what. I don't know him personally, so I, I'll take uh, your word for it. You're not missing anything at all. So, yeah, so, I mean... That's interesting. I don't know where to where to go for, but I, you know, I, I, I'm curious about that because I just said that he's like that in the front office, and his image is the, you know, the the born again Christian and the. Uh, yeah, that's the only know, way he could have got over again. After the, the the screw job and all that. Uh-huh. How do you come back from that? Oh, let me go accept Jesus, and everybody will love me again. So yeah, that's a that's a work. I don't think it's a work. It totally, I think he believes some of his shit. It's embellished. Huh? You think it's embellished? I think it's totally embellished because like all the shit he does was even after that, like. And whenever people hear my story, they go, yeah, but he changed. I'm like, no, this was after that. This was after he came back, and he's still like a douchebag. The Jericho Cater incident you're that, probably referring I mean, to? Yeah, he, he had like problems with Kurt Angle, with all these other guys. There's just a list of guys. Yeah. I mean, there's a there's a monstrous list of stories with this guy, and like, there's still some people that go, well, well he's changed. Okay. if he, I was there, Dave. You know, whatever. So, so I mean, do you, I'm curious now. Like, do you think that he... Is is he okay with being retired at this point? Like, do you think he, he kind of stroked his way in getting into this match this no, year? No, no, I don't definitely think he's stro- – I, I, they probably asked him. I mean, he's still – you know, this has nothing to do with him as a performer. Oh, yeah, great performer. 
and obviously over with the crowd. And I think I think this match is so much more exciting because he's a part of it, the Hell in a Cell match. Definitely, I mean, he's definitely. Uh, they want him there. They want him back. If they could have him back, they totally. And you know, and a lot of fans want him back. In ring performer, I would not about him. Uh, you know, one of the, one of the greatest of all time. You know, no argument there. But just I don't like him in person. But you know, I don't have to. I'm sure he's not losing any sleep over it. I, I damn sure ain't losing no sleep over it. So, Shane, uh, another guy here wants to ask you a question. Go ahead, Daryl. Cobra Commander. Yes, Cobra Commander. Cobra Retreat. <laughs> hey, Shane, how's it going? It's going good, man. Um, when you were in the WWE, I want to ask you. I mean, like, who came up with the Hurricane gimmick, and how did you uh, run with it? Did you enjoy it or not? Or did you? Well, the name was pretty simple. Um, you know, when I first got there, um, not when I first got when I first came into WWE, I was still Sugar Shane. I would do house shows or live events as they come out. I was still Sugar Shane. Uh, you know, the, the WCW Cruiserweight Champion. But when I decided I was going to make my TV debut, you know, and I had an idea that they might let me use Shane mm-hmm. because of Shane McMahon, and that wasn't anything that really bothered me. You know, like I, I was kind of expecting that. I was actually worried they wouldn't let me use Helms because of. Uh, you know, Triple H's Helmsley, even though it's different, it's close enough that I was worried they weren't going to let me use that. But um, the night I debuted, you know, uh, and actually the story was I was supposed to debut against Chavo, establish me as the cruiserweight champion, do a little bit of this and that, and then eventually I would work a program with Kidman. But the Booker T bag match was so fucking awful that they decided that uh, of the WCW guys there, that me and Kidman could have the best match. And so we kind of shotgunned the whole angle, and I kind of debuted, and, you know, it wasn't Sugar Shane. It was just they were going to call me Hollywood Gregory Helms. Oh, really? Yeah, so I was going to be Hollywood Helms. Which I, and that actually plays on the uh, the Titan trying in the background of that first match. You can catch a glimpse, uh, which I well. knew was just ridiculous. You could hear my accent, and Hollywood doesn't <laughs> pop up in your mind. Uh, Hollywood, Florida, maybe. But, um, so, yeah, so they just called me and I knew that if I was going to try to be a, a you know a baby or something like just Gregory was fat you know uh, whatever. So on the way home we had a red eye out that night, and I just sat down on the plane and wrote down every gimmick name I ever thought about using or ever used uh, in the, on the Indies and stuff like that. And for a brief moment I was Shane Hurricane. Actually in the very uh, beginning of my career I had a big tag team partner. Um, we we're going to do this gimmick that you know never off the ground, but he was a big dude and his name was Hale. A-I-L, and I was going to be the Hurricane Kid. And it was something with a stormtrooper, some bullshit. Like that. <laughs> but, so I was almost going to be Hurricane Kid. And then um, when I started using my ring uh, on the Indies and the, in my Omega days, um, I, I was the show Shams, but also I had, you know, played out with Shane Hurricane Helms. And there's no reason to that other than it rhymed. You know, I wasn't conceived in a hurricane or anything like that. <laughs> I just thought Shane rhymed with hurricane and it flowed with Helms. So at TV, I mean, at very next TV, like I said, I knew Gregory Helms wasn't going to work. So very next TV, I went up to Stephanie, you know, and um, Stephanie was who I always dealt with in creative, especially in those early days. So I went to her and I was like, what do you guys think about Hurricane Helms, you know? And she goes, uh, I'll run it by creative and whatever. And they went and had the uh, meeting that day. Because I got there early, like I specifically went there early to say, yeah, hey, I mean, if I got to do anything, I need a name change. And so uh, they went and had the meeting, and everything she mentioned in advance because after Kane walks by, and he goes, Hurricane Helm. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> I was like, okay, shit, that must be a good thing. <laughs> and then I was Hurricane Helms for a little while. And the uh, 
the idea for the superhero gimmick just it came because of the, I did a bad skit with Steve Austin. Uh, for whatever reason, I started talking about the Green Lantern like, like it was a person, uh, mainly because I'm insane. But um, <laughs> you know, just I had had the Green Lantern tattoo, and like I did, you know, a skit with Steve, and I didn't know what I was going to say because I didn't know what he was going to say. You know, Steve, he's Steve Austin. He can say whatever the hell he wants. You know, I'm, I'm just I just barely got a new name now. You know, <laughs> I'm just glad I'm in a skit with him. You know, so I was just going to try to feed off of him, and hopefully it was hopefully I didn't fuck it up. And so when he asked me about the Green Lantern tattoo, I was like, Yeah, the Green Lantern. He's not Superman. At one punch, bam. <laughs> I have no idea why I said it like that, why I even talked like that, but I just did. And you know, they thought it was funny. And uh, a couple of weeks later, you know, Stephanie came up. I was like, We think about doing this serial thing. You know, like uh, with a cape and a mask. And my exact words were, hell, in my underwear now. It's only going to be like three or four weeks anyway that I was going to be this here. Well, you know, months at the most. You know, historically, we know that it took a little bit longer than that. I think the Hanes got one last run in them. Or one more run? Oh, say one course, last, man. One more. You know, I do these, uh, man, I do like, you know, these shows all over the world now. I mean, Indy's such a... I don't even like using the word anymore because it's such a negative connotation. You know, we just did a show last night. There's four to five thousand people in San Jose, so it's not an indie show anymore. Especially Lucha Libre USA. That's, that's a real growing company. Mm-hmm. And um, and you know, I mean, the crowd chants Hurricane every night, so it's still there. The fans have love for me. You know, I, I I gave them my heart for many years, and I think most fans appreciate that. They they, they give it back to me. Very much so. Yeah, I think we'd all like to see Hurricane back on TV. Back. Uh... You know, doing his thing. Um, anything you like to promote? Like, what are, you, what are some of the things you, know, you just mentioned? The Libre. Yeah, there's some kind of big show going in town this weekend. I can't remember the name of it though. WrestleMania, some shit like that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, man, I don't know. I don't got nothing. My iPhone app, my iPhone app is awesome. If you guys ain't got that, you fuck yourself. But uh, <laughs> it's the Shane event on on a okay, yeah. go to your app store to the Shane event. It's pretty cool. Uh, that's one of the uh, deals I do now. I'm a consultant for this app company, Figure Four Apps. Okay. And uh, we actually got some big projects coming out. And uh, I mean, I don't really do any of the work. Like I said, I'm a consultant. I'm <laughs> kind of an idea guy. I don't like code or anything. But we got some really good ones coming up. And it's going to be pretty cool. Very cool. What are you looking forward to most about in WrestleMania? Um, my my autograph thing at Wrestle Reunion is what I'm looking for. <laughs> uh, so. Will you be watching the event? Uh, yeah, I've, I've had a couple offers to do something. And, you know, I was... Like supposed to go to a Hall of Fame night, but I have another commitment I got to do. And um, you know, I was actually was going to go to the show. I, just, I don't know. I really just flew down here, going. I'm gonna just play it by ear, you know, and see what happens. So I haven't committed to doing anything as far as watching the show, but I'm sure I'll I'll catch it somewhere. So which match are you looking forward to most on the card? Probably Hell in Cell. Hell in I don't Cell. know. Say Hell in a Cell, and Jericho Punk. You know, th- those are the good ones. I mean, the whole the whole card's pretty good. I don't think I really care about the. Uh, Teddy team Johnny match as much you know I, I did an interview the day and I was like this whole GM shit is so played out boring to me like I don't even care I'm just glad it's not a match of Teddy against Johnny I'm glad about that <laughs> but I because we had their Michael Cole beating up Jerry Lawler for 15 minutes and Jerry Lawler selling for Michael Cole like yeah, it was the fabulous almost, Jackie Fargo you know? I killed the fucking crowd last year like it literally took the life out of the crowd it's so fucking ridiculous. Yeah, we were there. It did. It definitely, like, the crowd just was... It was awful. You know? and, uh, 
this whole the whole heel commentator thing has no fucking place anymore. It's so unrealistic and unplayed out. Like you know, I mean, in real life, if some commentator was just talking shit about an MMA guy or a boxer, the guy would go down and slap the fuck out of him, and that, that would be it. You know, it's just so that that just screams fake to me. Is there and him down there talking shit? You know, I just would love to. I mean, I bet the girls could go kick his ass anyway. So I mean, talking about Michael, and I like Michael as a person. And when he when he used to do play by play, he's not bad. He's talented at what he does. But that whole heel commentator shit is just old and annoying. Do you think it takes away from some of the matches? It takes away from about all the fucking matches. You know, cause when he'll start talking about this whole shit, you know, whatever nobody cares about, and it's just brutal. The fact that you know they have Jr. the the, the best color guy play by play guy in the history of the fucking business. You know, I, and he'll tell you it's Gordon Soli. I think he blows Gordon Soli out of the water. Yeah, I mean. He's the best guy. They have him, and they could use him every night, and instead they, they don't. It's fucking crazy. Do you think it's like you were talking about before with the politics? I mean, is there is JR not? I don't know if it's playing? politics as far as they anybody's got anything against JR. I think they all love him, but it's just, you know, you know, JR today is the physical thing. They think because of the bell palsy, like nobody wants to see that. I don't think people even give a shit about that. You know, I, I think right. once they hear him and the talent they got on him, the talent the guy's got, the passion, he he can make a subpar match seem great just by the in, energy that he gives to it. Totally agree with you. So it, what, you think it's just the Bell's palsy that keeps him out of? I, I guess you know. I mean, I don't know what else could it be. I, I think know, Vince is trying to put that Sports else. Center, ESPN kind of feel with all the younger guys now. I think he's trying to really evolve out of that, which I don't agree with personally. I think, like you said, Jr. adds so much more to a subpar. Mask, you know, the the energy he brings out, but I think it's almost like how like, you know, ESP is transitioning, you know, with um, a lot of younger guys like you know Jonathan Coachman, you know, former WWE guy. I think they're trying to push over the Stuart Scotts and other people transition yeah, newer Stuart people. Scott, I ain't no young guy, and he don't look no worse than Jr. He's got <laughs> he, he got the Shawn Michaels eye thing going, yeah. <laughs> you know, he's just a talented guy, and he's definitely not young. Yeah. I, mean, I don't know, ESPN. That, that's kind of a different deal. I just—it's just so odd that they have the one guy, head and shoulders above everybody else. But now we're not going to use him. And yeah, there's no—you just think it's a palsy. I mean, I, I mean, just going by what Jr. said, you know, Jr. Had hints at that, so I, you know, I got no reason to like uh, go against what Jr. said. You know, he's always been a straight shooter, so that's the only thing mm-hmm. I could be. And he's so much better than the other guys. It's stupid. I, I preaching to the choir. Yeah. Like, yeah. Why, why else could, would it be? You know. Well, you know what? Um, gotta thank you. First off, you know, I wanted to before like go. Congratulations! I hear there's a little hurricane on the way. Yeah. Um, so congratulations on that. Um, thank you so much for giving us some time. I know you got other places to be, and your driver is here, and the car has been summoned. So I want to make sure you get your your places on time. But this, I this three mile loop. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Before you go here, you know, at our show, we got a couple of gifts we want to give you. Oh, very good. Sons of Anarchy. Yes, your sons of Anarchy. And also, we Sam have for you uh, a little, uh, <laughs> maybe for the room. Uh, oh, well, you know, well, maybe by yourself. Yeah. But we, uh, you know, as a, as a thank you for coming here, like I said, I told you on the season. Uh, season three from in uh, Ireland. I think no. the last one was season four. So I think last one was season four. Season four had the worst fucking season finale of all time. Uh, I mean, I, I think we're going to debate Sam Crow now. <laughs> yeah. We can do that if we want. I mean, yeah. I'm still angry over it. 
Because I was it's so like, excited when it started, and then yeah. But do you really think they were gonna clip Clay like that early on? Like, do, do you think they were gonna like kill like the the Clay character off earlier? No, they're not gonna kill Clay. Yeah, he's the biggest heel in the show. You know? Yeah, I he is figured, a good heel. I figured the deal he might end up in another club was what I was thinking. Another chapter? Yeah, I could do that. You no. know, yeah. So I was like, maybe they'll go with that route. But then they tried to focus on the mom and the daughter, and like nobody gives a shit about them. <laughs> like, that's what the fuck like they're like nobody cares about that. And I'm just like, what in the fuck? <laughs> Like, if you watch The Walking Dead, they know how to do a finale. Uh, yeah, exactly. Finale and you're like, holy shit, there's still a bunch of questions, but you're so excited for You know, you can't wait for the next one. That sounds like an And I just stared at my screen for like 20 minutes going, this has got to be commercial. Something's going to come. <laughs> They're not going to fuck me like this. They're not going to fuck me like that. And they did. They did. Right. And just, well, the big question at, at the end of that was, you know, where? Is he going to come back and take the VP spot? No, the, the big question was who the fuck wrote this? <laughs> who, the, who the fuck decided this was a good idea? Well, thank you, Hurricane. I appreciate you being on for a bit. Hurricane Helms in the house. WrestleMania weekend. Yeah, here we go. Thank so you, brother. Woo! Thank you. Appreciate it. So, Dave, you going to come get your autograph tomorrow? <laughs> <laughs> well, I figured maybe I'll help you sell pictures. You know, I'll get like, you know. Come on, man. Yeah, yeah well, you got the cape. I guess the guy with the hair plus. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> take a picture. Yeah, very good. All right, man. Thanks, guys. Uh, we'll Thank you. We'll do it Appreciate again, it. Never. Definitely. Suckered <laughs> <laughs> me into that one. Yeah, I got you. Got you good. Thanks. All right. Well, we got we got about forty five more minutes left in the show. We start speculating on uh, the matches coming up at WrestleMania. We've talked a little rocks now. Um, you know, what is, let's let's talk, uh, let's talk. You know, walk them out. Yeah, we'll okay. Out. Thanks a lot. Appreciate it. Thank Safe you. trip. Safe three mile, twenty mile journey. Shane Helmsley, this is good, everyone. Well, that's awesome. That was a good time. Shane Helms live gave us some serious time on 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 air. And look who you're left with. Yeah. <laughs> You got the two people that asked the questions. Daryl and Bill on hand. And uh, he's a cool guy. It was a lot of fun seeing uh, the hurricane come in and give us. Uh, wow, not a fan of Shawn Michaels. Not a fan of Shawn Michaels. Absolutely not. Uh, it would be cool if like the internet kind of picked that up and made a name for ourselves. But yeah, I guess uh, I know I'd known that he doesn't look Michaels. But uh, I think that the quote was fucking douchebag. So or fucking douche or something like that. Uh, not a fan of Shawn Michaels. Uh, yeah, interesting. But uh, interesting take on the business, interesting take on the politics uh, in the business. Um, yeah, real interesting interview. It was good to hear from him. Definitely. It was definitely interesting. But it's not really, um, you know, it's it's kind of shocking when people do uh, say things that they say, but he doesn't care. Jane is going to tell you the truth and is honest, so I'm very uh he was out there, and I'm sure that a lot of people out there wouldn't open up their mind like we had today with Shane. Yeah, and Shane is who Shane is. I mean, that's just that is a fact. Yeah, I like the fact that he was, we didn't get the hurricane. We didn't get any sort of uh, character. I mean, he he was he was Shane Helms. He didn't pull any punches today about what he thinks about uh, the business and politics. And uh, you know, I thought it was you know we've talked about the the card going into Sunday and. I think he brought up a really good point, and I, I wholeheartedly agree. You know, wrestling, at least going in, I mean, wrestling is at its best when you have, like, good words and good matches and what have you. But wrestling, 
going into an event is at its best when there's some suspense involved. When you're looking at matches or a match and thinking, who's going to win that? And I do think they've done a really good job in this card, pretty much top to bottom. You can make a case for either guy winning the match, and and that's cool going in saying, you know, definitively this guy's going to win. And and I agree with Shane that I think for one of the first times you're looking at the streak match as, wow, maybe they do that. Like, are they going to let Triple H go 0-3 at WrestleMania later, you know, and the whole Michaels thing and Hell in a Cell um, there's some suspense involved, which is, you know, kind of rare because I do find, you know, a lot of times when I'm watching Raw even Impact, like you could sit there and every match you could be like, all right, well, this pick's coming up and he's wrestling this guy, so he can't look weak, so he's definitely going to win this match. Um, going into this event, I think you have a little bit of suspense. Right. I'm actually really excited for tomorrow's WrestleMania because of, uh, you got like uh the end of an era match between uh, one of my all-time favorites, Undertaker, against uh, Triple H in the Hell in a Cell with Shawn Michaels as the special referee. And then you have, like, Steam um, versus Chris Jericho for the WWE Championship, which I'm also excited about because Punk, you know, I like the way Punk makes his mind. I like the way he cuts his promo and all that and on Triple H, and which I laugh hilariously about. And um, the one thing I'm really super excited for this year is that have John Cena versus The Rock. I think it's like one of those dream matches that people have always wanted to see, especially myself. I'll tell you something. Um, one thing we haven't talked a lot about is Punk and Jericho. We were talking a lot about it last night and the level that you know Jericho in and, and getting into this top spot for the championship. And I think we discussed the fact that you know CM Punk is getting uh, devastated by Jericho with the, the sister now, family, and you know all these uh, things, but. We were saying that if it was a better, a different opponent and Jericho was saved in the future, they could have used, and we threw out Dolph as a name, for instance, a guy that you want to really push ahead of the pack. If Dolph Ziggler was, was doing those interviews and saying that CM Punk's father was an alcoholic and his sister has problems, that would put Dolph Ziggler in a really hot position in the company. Something Jericho, yes, top performer, we love him and respect him greatly, in all ways, but Dolph Ziggler would get a lot more out of this, where people would take this championship match seriously, and Jericho doesn't need to have that kind of a strength in the program with the kind of stuff that they're doing, so um, you know, just for the future, you know, something like that, good storyline can make a, a character get over with the fans, and this is, you know, this is something they should consider in the future, because Dolph has all the talent, and he's, I think he's a step away from really elevating, perhaps, hopefully, this summer. I agree, and I, you know, we've talked on the show numerous times. Uh, for me, right now, I, I think Dolph is the best in the business. I, I think Dolph is tremendous and uh, um, really has a bright future uh, ahead of him in the, in the business. And and you're right, it, but I, I do like the heat that's between the types of going into the match at WrestleMania. Um, I, I like the way they've sold it. I like the way they've they've done the promos together. I do like the fact that you know they've sold punk, you know, pipe bomb and all that other shit that he does. And there have been a couple times Jericho has silenced him, uh, which I thought worked really well for the storyline that he, you know, punk did a really good job that, you know, at least it affected him, that he was upset by what, what Jericho was saying. And then when he, you know, killed Christian the other night, um, it really kind of sold the whole, you know, punk out of mind. 
Um, yeah, it's interesting, and that should be a good match. I am, I'm kind of curious. Uh, you know, what are your thought, uh, predictions on that match? I mean, who do you guys think is going to win that match? He retains, or you think uh, Jericho gets uh, one more run with Strap? Well, I think, and I continue to think that I don't think Jericho's definitely going to walk out as the WWE champion personally, because I think, um, you know, he came back. I mean, like, I mean. I mean, he came back in 2007, as we all remember. He had like a two-year run with him, and all, his, and he had like his his so-called band with him, like he goes with sometimes. And you know, he left 2010. I mean, like, and then all of a sudden he comes back, and and he probably wants to have a short term with WWE, in my opinion. I think he wants to keep doing his band. Fuzzy. Yeah. Well, I I think that if he's, he's probably planning on sticking around until the summer. He's signed an extension to go through a little longer. Uh, if you're going to do a title change, it's now it'll strengthen the program and continue going into the summer. It is a money match. It can be done to make more out of it. Like I said, people get into the top position, but this is a match that people would be very interested in still seeing. And this is the first time I believe they've ever faced one-on-one in the ring. So it does make it interesting. I, I hear it's an opener. That's the rumor that that's coming with the, the card being so loaded up on talent matches this year that I hear that this is going to be the opening match. Perhaps I'm not 100 percent certain, but I, I do think that we could see a title change. And there's always you know down the road more pay-per-views for other things. It's to interesting happen. also looking at that because you know the last pay-per-view, um, both guys retained. Uh, last year at Romania, both guys retained. Um, so. I don't know. I think you're looking at a match where, you know, you, you kind of, I, I don't know. To me, I'm thinking I want to see it all change. And I do think for someone, if they're going to keep Punk as a face, at least for now, um, I, I think you sell a face more effectively with a sense of loss. Um, with a, you know, one of the criticism that's always with John Cena is that, you know, Super Cena, Super Cena is always winning and ball. You know, the best way to sell a face is a sense of loss. I think out of this whole thing with, Know, you you made fun of my father being alcoholic and and my sister having issues and you're trying to push me to drink. Um, man, if Jericho takes the belt from him, I think you bring up a good point. Like if you gave me step for the summer, there's future here. First time these two are together one on one, you know, man, if Jericho takes the strap off him, there's there's a rematch. I want to see that rematch. And and who knows if The Rock is leaving right away? You know, this is his match and he's gone. You know, maybe the next pay-per-view, the main event is Jericho versus Punk for the, for the title. I mean, who knows? What do you think? Well, yeah, I think I see your point as far as Jericho, you know, as a heel and what he is trying to win the WWE Championship. I mean, I see what you're seeing. Your point and all that. I, I've been watching Raw as well. I mean, like, but um, but the thing is, I mean, like, with Punk, I mean, like, he's being, a little popular as well as as far ever since he resigned with WWE and kept the title, had a short title run when he first won it, and um, he won the belt back from Del Rio at Survivor Series at the Garden, and and I think um, you know I think a Punk, uh, in my opinion, you know, you know he probably he he's trying, he's also going to be able to get up there. I mean, like if he's going to be the top guy to beat. Uh, Guy like Jericho at WrestleMania. With the championships that they have now, uh, they did try to establish a long term with Punk being the champ, which is a good move because yeah. it, it does give some credence to the championship. Daniel Bryan, um, we have another championship match. I don't see 
Brian losing to Jameis, so I don't think Jameis is mad that he's won if he wins a championship or not. And and Brian, we've heard all week now, everybody, yes, 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 people are getting into it. And uh, a nice little heel as a champion that, that's getting over with the people is something that you want to keep on top. So I think that you have a chance to see Jericho winning the championship and then Brian retaining later on in the program in the pay-per-view as well. So championship. I mean, not both because I'm not really to have a whole entire range like usually do every year. And last year they didn't. So I think one's good. And now pick a go. I think it's, you know, let's let's segue to that match with uh, Daniel Bryan and Sheamus. Uh, you know, it's very interesting. And maybe you heard it here first. But we're, we were talking last night. There are a ton of people playing around Miami. Just skipping, literally skipping down the street with hands in the air, yelling yes. We've seen groups of guys just laughing at the bar. Group of guys just out of nowhere just going, yes, yes, yes. Although, I'd be surprised if Brian gets a huge pop, a huge baby face um, when he comes out tomorrow. I think there's going to be a lot of people playing yes, um, which is interesting guy who they're always pushing as a heel, obviously kind of obnoxious, obviously he doesn't treat his woman with the respect that she deserves. They're, they're pushing this whole heel persona. I, I'm going to get a pretty big pop tomorrow when he comes out. A lot of people, too, they, they don't like Brian because he's small in stature and he doesn't measure up as a champion, you would think. But the fact that they're starting to get behind him because he is winning his matches now and he is getting over with people. Nobody could beat him. That's what's making him awesome. And his talent is unspeakable. We've seen him before. The Ring of Honor influence with him and Punk. These guys have the respect of a generation of fans that are trying from that group, from those groups when they followed him, to trying to get in WWE. And I think that's following them along now because they are on top in their groups that they're in the WWE. So the fans... Even with Punk last night, Daryl, you were out there and you had CM Punk shirt on. And how many people came up to you and walked by and had to say something about it? These these guys are definitely doing good. And, and right now, it's a good uh, mood for WWE because creating more and more talent that makes more and more people want to watch is something that is good for the business and you know makes the outlook a lot more uh, futuristic for success. Yeah, that's absolutely true. I mean, like, um, I mean, it's, yeah, I mean, you've got former Ring of Honor superstars like Daniel Bryan and uh, CM Punk, and they're world champions. I mean, like, in WWE, and they've made it there big time as well because the WWE, to me, is the number one professional wrestling organization in the United States as well as in sports entertainment. Thanks to Vince McMahon himself. God bless him. Mm-hmm. They definitely are, and I, I think it's smart. I mean, the one thing also, like, you wonder where Vince's motivation is, but he's smart. I mean, he. He's make sure, um, you know, he's very cautious of the Monday Night Wars, and he's going to make it happen again. And uh, part of, you know, he's thinking that of Honor is gaining some momentum, gaining some uh, notoriety. Well, why not make sure we grab those the biggest guys in Ring of Honor and, uh, you know, give them uh, some prominence, give them, give them something to uh, – so they both have belts now. So all those Ring of Honor guys, they're still Ring of Honor fans. But they're going to be big fans of, of the WWE because of those two guys. And we're going to take a break from talking from that because right now on the line we actually have Rebby Sky. Hello, Rebby, are you there? <laughs> hey, the reception might be a little bad here. Hey. But how you doing? <laughs> I can hear you. How you doing? 
Uh, I'm okay. I'm a little beat up. Had a crazy match last night, and actually on my way to a Braun Panties match tonight. So nice. Versus? Who are you wrestling in your Braun Panties match? <laughs> it's for a NASW. It's an indie promotion out of uh, North Carolina. Very cool. Who are we up against? It's against Jamie Jameson, who is actually my opponent for uh, a Lucha Libre USA Braun and Panties match, <laughs> ironically. Wow. Well, that sounds entertaining. <laughs> well, I just want to ask you, will you, will you be uh, will you watching the show tomorrow night, WrestleMania? You know, this is going to be the first WrestleMania in a long time that I'm going to miss completely because Matt's working, um, he's working another indie show while I'm working my show. We have to meet up in the middle. I have to drive him to the airport because he's got a 5 a.m. flight. And uh, he does a signing for Wrestle Reunion and comes back that same day because he's got court in the morning. So, so we're completely missing everything. But uh, are you going to catch the replay? What's that? Are you going to catch the replay at least? I hope so. I don't even know if we'll be able to. It's going to be so crazy, no sleep, rushing around. Um, uh, I'll probably just stay tuned to your Twitter to find out what's going on. <laughs> All right, well, that adds a lot of pressure. i got to make sure I keep tweeting. Um, <laughs> as, as someone who, um, you know, you're, you're in the business, obviously, um, you know, going to WrestleMania, they added a Divas match. Uh, what are your thoughts as far as the state of wrestling, um, the female division, the Divas or the indie scene? Um. It's, it's just so different. I almost feel like on the indie scene you're not credible unless you're a big girl and you've been working for 900 years. And, you know, on the flip side, the WWE is not credible unless you're 90 pounds. You know, so it's, it's kind of like a catch-22. You can't really please any of the wrestling fans. You can't please everyone. But I think I, it, I would love to see more action, obviously, out of the women's division WWE. I feel like everything's vignettes or this person's girlfriend as opposed to this performer this wrestler, um, but God forbid you should say wrestler. <laughs> um, but but it is entertaining. I mean, it's just I, I grew up with you know the '90s in China and, and girls actually doing a lot more than they they do now. But yeah, I I can't really say anything. <laughs> who, who do you, who do you admire most in the business right now as far as female? You know, I, I actually haven't really. I mean, I keep up, like, on DVR, I guess, but I haven't really been that invested in any product, really. I, I like Lisa Marie, Tori. I think she's she's really amazing. She's someone I look up to. But other than that, I, I couldn't even – Velvet Sky is really, really awesome. Just I just worked a show with her last week. She's amazing. Um, it's, it's even hard to pick now, you know, because hardly anyone's really highlighted. If you felt to a match through a car there, you think, uh, would you be looking forward to that match? Oh, you're breaking up. I'm sorry. What's that? I said, what do you think of the, the Diva match they added to the WrestleMania card? I don't even know what it is. What is this? What is this? Uh, it's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Have you been watching your Monday Night Raw? Apparently not. I, I, it's something to do with some, some reporter. 
I hear stuff like that, and I just get completely disinterested. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's, uh, you've got an entire it's, roster of women, and you're going to bring in some some reporter. I just, if I was on the roster, I'd find that like a slap in the face. I'd be pissed. That's just me, though. Yeah. I get pissed easy. <laughs> what is it? I don't know. You do bring up a good point. Yeah, it's Mar- Maria Menounis. 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 From Acolyte. Uh, or extra, one of those shows. Extra. Teaming up with yeah, she's teaming up with Kelly, Kelly, Beth Phoenix, and Eve. Yeah, I'm sure every other girl on the roster is thrilled. Well, if you, if you were going to catch what would you be looking forward to tomorrow at WrestleMania? Uh, Paul Jericho. Now, who are you pulling for? Um, Jericho. <laughs> I guess. You're Jericho. No, 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 no. <laughs> that's, that's a tricky question. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, we can move on. What? Actually, I'm actually curious. Is it Team Rock or Team Cena? Um. Oh, come on. I mean, I I started watching wrestling in like 1998, so I mean, right there, that's my answer. <laughs> I think Rock has been the most interesting thing on the program in a while. Which is so you're, you're, you're totally team rock. I can hear myself say, but I guess <laughs> team rock. <laughs> All right. Do you think those, I mean, as far as the main event goes, with, with, do you think those guys will be able to put on a, a decent match? It's going to be a entertaining match. Uh, I mean, are, are sure. you looking forward to least? Sorry, yeah. I didn't get that. Oh, no, sorry. It's just hearing all, like, the backstage reports and stuff, that there's legit heat and, you know, not not a willingness to work together as they should. It's going to be really interesting to see how it pans out and if those issues, if there were any issues, were worked out for the sake of the match. I mean, obviously, Rock doesn't need WrestleMania. He doesn't need wrestling anymore. So he's, I guess, not as invested as Cena would be. It's kind of all on, it's kind of all on Cena to... <laughs> to make it happen because this is this is his gig, you know. Rock doesn't need wrestling, so yeah, it should it'll be interesting. Yeah. I, I'm sure no matter what, Rock would probably just stand there and freaking sing a stupid song on his guitar, and I, I would be entertained, you know. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> I couldn't I couldn't say. I I really need to go back and watch all the shows leading up to it, pay a little more attention. It's just hard with the uh, the traveling on the indie scene. <laughs> So what do you got? Just let, let us know. What do you got uh, going on? Anything to let the listeners know about and promote going forward? Um, well, we just kicked off an 11-city tour for Mutually Over USA that started this weekend. Um, and it's starting on the West Coast. We're heading to Texas and uh, Middle America next. And, um, and we're, sorry, Matt's texting me. <laughs> um, <laughs> pretty much just, I've just got shows every weekend, indie stuff. Just stay tuned to Twitter and my website. Which is RebbySky dot com on Twitter at RebbySky, and um, I mean that's about it. It's working, it's hustling. Nice, it's good. <laughs> I, I think it's cool that you got you, know, you and Matt like refer to iHeart as. I think that's a really original that name, is, yeah. you guys. <laughs> yeah, very original. Where did I ever come up with that idea? I just want to say for the record, it's all your fault. <laughs> you. <laughs> You coined it. Sky Heart is all you. People either love it or hate it. So I just want to direct them People all to you. People hate it? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least we know that we, we send the check. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Brett, I, I really appreciate you giving us a call. Thanks a lot. And, uh, hopefully we can get you on the show again sometime. All right. Super, yeah. All right. Cool. Take it easy. Cool. All right. Enjoy the weekend. Thanks. You too. Bye. Bye. The Rebby Sky on the show. Today. Yeah. Wow. All a flutter with excitement here. And we got we got about twenty minutes left to talk about WrestleMania. So let's get to it. We hit a little bit uh before we actually talk uh you're walking Shane with them. Yeah, I apologize by the way to all my fans out there. I uh, <laughs> had to uh all the dozens and dozens of fans I have on uh, the Kitty Show Facebook page I had to uh escort uh Miss Helms out, but we're probably gonna uh uh, get together with them later this evening after the Hall of Fame, so uh, nice. we'll be uh, we'll be hobnobbing with uh, some legends, hopefully uh, wherever they're staying. I won't reveal it, listeners, all of you there, because <laughs> you might uh, you might actually uh, set mortgage on your house and get to come down if you're not already in Miami. So that's what we do here at the Kennedy. We somehow we wind up stepping in it, and all of a sudden we're like posting. It's just what happens. When we're at WrestleMania. Um, but while you left and you walked out, we actually talked briefly and we could revisit that. Uh, we kind of took a break because it was recalled. Daniel Bryan tomorrow. Can you talk a little bit about it? Uh, we're looking at he's going to get a pop tomorrow. He's going to get a beef. Uh, prediction here on the Kennedy Show. I think everyone here is in agreement that uh, that's what we're going to see tomorrow. Yeah, last night when we were at the Kevin Nash party, a lot of times a, a chant broke out of, yes, yes. And it was cool the first time I heard it because, you know, it, it's something that's gotten – something so small like that that's gotten over in wrestling. I thought it was pretty cool. But as the night, you know, wore on and, you know, the the, uh, the individuals who, were, who developed this chant were consumed more alcohol as the evening <laughs> took place, the chant got uh, a, a, little, uh, a little annoying. And uh, in fact, we started a chant of, no, no. Because like those guys, and I think they they, they kind of, their heads whip around as if they wanted to like see who the f- back at them was yelling, and we were all bigger than them. So they're over like, here. <laughs> they're all like, oh, well, who's saying? No? Oh, it's those guys. It's funny, but uh, uh, yeah, it's interesting. Um, that he's going to get a pop. There's one man I'd like to talk about, and I'm just think about going into it. And I kind of like the setup, and I like that they anytime wrestling. I like when they hit on Hillary, even if reasons. But Big Show versus Cody. Um, let me just say this: normally here at WrestleMania, they try and fit most of the guys' card, give them WrestleMania payday. A lot of guys who have worked hard, hard throughout the year. Cody Rhodes, I think, has had a, su- a very successful year in the WWE and deserves a spot in the card. And, you know, Big Show's Big Show, so you're, uh, you know you're not going to put the world's largest athlete in the WrestleMania dark match. But every year, there's all one match that gets snubbed or a short amount of time. Last year, the man the, the with the core only got like a minute. The Snooky match got like two or three minutes. Um, time constraints. I think with the way the storyline is going between Cody Rhodes and Big Show and how Big Show is being embarrassing WrestleMania moments, I wouldn't be surprised if this match goes in or two and Cody just pulls out like a, a quick roll-up or an upset victory to go along with the story, to set up something further with Big Show, maybe a heel turn down the line, and it'll be that one match that will get the um, the one or two minutes and, uh, on the on the WrestleMania show. And I don't think uh, you know it will, will work. I think considering the, the storyline has been with Big Show and Cody Rhodes. 
That's great. I think show's going over. I think show's going to win. I think this is one of those moments that you see, uh, you know, guys lose those secondary belts because they're going to push going forward. So Cody drops the IC title because maybe he's going to be put in a WWE title picture or the World Heavy title picture. So I'm looking for this to be a Big Show's redemption song. I think, in fact, I wouldn't be surprised the opposite way, like you're saying, and it's a scorch, and it's a two-minute match, and he just puts Cody down. Something for Cody. Cody's so good right now. Uh, he's so good on the mic. To to lose in that sort of fashion uh, in a squash, I, you know, I, I can just imagine the promos he would cut afterwards. Um, and I could see him being put into the, the main title picture going forward. He's just, he's so good. He's so talented. And, and I'd be the first to admit that I would that a year ago or two years ago, I didn't think that he was going to be of that, that stature. But to me, he's moved himself into consideration for main event. And to me, I'm looking for him to lose. But it, it, it's a good loss as far as his career goes. He's going to drop that belt, and he's going to be elevated to uh, main event status going forward over the course of the next year. Yeah, yeah. Um, Cody's you know, on the right uh, and uh, Show doesn't really. I mean, you say the Big Show's going to win the win the match. Big Show needs that title. He's a guy that really doesn't need championships. He's the largest athlete in the world. You know, he's he's you know this era's uh, scaled down version of Andre the Giant. And uh, I don't I don't think he'll uh, he'll walk away with the championship. But we'll see. Uh, what else do we got in store, Ken? Well, let's do some predictions. Like, what do you think? Uh, since we talked a bit about Shane Bryan, who do you think is going to win that match? I think Daniel Bryan's actually going to win. Um, I think the uh, the dude's going to extend past WrestleMania. I don't think that the company has given it enough of a build um, between the two in WrestleMania, and I think that was you know fifty percent done on purpose, fifty percent done you know by accident, considering the other high-profile matches on the card like Hell in the Cell and of course Rock and Cena. Um, so. Uh, I think we'll see something past WrestleMania between the two of these guys. And uh, I probably in a month or two, I would figure, that, that these two go. But I think Dan Bryan's walking out of Miami uh, with the still. And again, we're going to differ. I think Amos is going to win. I think he's, he's so popular right now. I think WrestleMania kind of moment. I think he's just... I don't know what they're going to do going forward storyline-wise. Uh, but I, I just think for moment's sake, I think they're going to go with the face here. And I think... Uh, you know, maybe uh, they do something where, uh, you know, Daniel Bryant uh his woman get into something and it causes Daniel Bryant to lose. Uh, then they have a little lover's spat or some shit like that. Um, but I'm looking, I'm thinking Sheamus is going to win the match. Uh, just because. <laughs> what about Wild Bill? What's there? I already predicted Bryant. Just because I think that it, being uh, in addition right now, being over like he is, it's best that he remains on top and have his, uh, you know, just be set back a little bit. Even though, I think once he loses the championship, kind of takes away a lot of status that he's holding right now. Him being a world champion, having title defenses, and getting time on and, and being in top programs, that's really elevating him and giving him a solid position in the card. Where Sheamus is going to go in a position anyways, because if he feuds with somebody else, it's still going to be a top match. And I think Brian, I think we need to get him in the ring with as somebody that wants to work uh, at his level a little bit and, you know, go in the ring. And I think Sheamus is kind of a mismatch 
for uh, titles clashing for uh, you know a run going into the summer. I think maybe we should do a little bit better, but that's just my opinion. Solid. <laughs> All right, well, let's go. Let's keep going. Predictions. Let's go, Jericho Punk. Um, that's tough because it's it, it was just reported recently that Jericho has extended his contract with WWE through the summer. Apparently, this was only a you know, a six-month deal of sorts. So he'll probably be here through SummerSlam. The rumor is that they might send him over to SmackDown to help, help SmackDown out when they eventually do um, the draft. Uh, to me, in my opinion, Jericho doesn't need the win. He's over already. Um, Punk isn't really established as a top echelon main event guy, even though he's got the title. Um, I think this would help Punk out tremendously on the stage of WrestleMania to walk out with the championship. I'd like to see CM Punk win. Um, and let's see how far they go with this. Um, he's, you know, the, the and this, uh, this uh, substance abuse angle has really caught fire. Because before this was all about who's the best in the world. Now it's about, you know, is, you know Jericho's going to embarrass Punk so badly that he's going to, you know, lose, the, uh, lose his straight so to speak, and uh, turn to uh, the bottom of a bottle. But but uh, I, I'm going with Punk. It's funny. Just, I, I mean, I'll be honest. We were talking a little bit before we were gone. As much as I writing wise, so if I was writing this, I'd have Jericho win. That's what I would do going forward. I think you know a face you want to send to loss. Um, I, I think having a run uh, for a little bit of the title would be good. However. If I was going to bet on what I think is going to happen, I think Punk wins. I think Punk had WrestleMania moment this year. Uh, he retains the title. And again, you have one title change hands and one that retains. And that's to look to... Because I feel one of those titles has to change. Uh, and they retain. They both retain at the last pay-per-view. So I think someone's got to drop. So I think Sheamus gets his WrestleMania moment and CM gets his WrestleMania moment. Those are the two guys that get to Hold the championship aloft at the end of the matches. Again, I am saying if I was writing it, I would have Jericho in. But if I'm betting on it, I think CM Punk is going to win that match. What do you think, Bill? I think Jericho should win just out of the position of the food being that it's so strong right now. If just stop it and Punk puts him down one, two, three, or gets a submission out of him or whatever it is, that might be it. And this was a hot feed, and it's definitely got a long, long uh, bit on it. It could go right through the summer, and Jericho is planning on staying in the summer. So I think it's good, at least a couple more months, and I think Jericho winning the championship takes it to a new level, brings Punk down even lower, even lower than he is, and really has to come back and fight hard and, and you know, eventually taking, prevail against. Taking Jericho. Let's go to the phones. we got a phone call coming. All right. In. Caller, are you there? Hello? Hello. Hi, Ken. It's Dank. Okay, it's Dank. How are you? Good. I'm actually just leaving the fan access right now. How was it, What an experience. Oh, what an experience. Let me tell you, for somebody that's never done this before, I could not be happier right now. And uh, it was, it's, it's just amazing. It's just one of those, you know, people ask you, you know, what went through your mind? What were you going through? What were your emotions? And it's one of those, you got to experience it for yourself. It's not one of something that can be put into words. 
You know, yeah, like, like you guys are like such big followers and everything, but until you experience it like I just did, it can never be like understood, so to speak. I'm feeling you, man. I, you know, it's 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 an amazing look. I can't I can't tell you enough that when you're here um, as a wrestling man, uh, say what you will about anything, and people can criticize WWE creative. You know, whether you agree or disagree, um, the weekend. Being at WrestleMania is just, it's a tremendous experience as a wrestling fan. Oh, yeah. I, I cannot wait till tomorrow night. It's just going to be like one of those literally once in a lifetime, you'll it'll never be able to be repeated. And, you what know, I just want to call in and, you know, say hi to everybody. And, hey, what, did, uh, what, what did you do while you were down there? Did you, uh, did you like, uh, did you know those entrances as like one of the divas, or uh, <laughs> did you, uh, you know, did, did you get your face painted? And uh, did, what, what did you do? Uh, uh, did you uh, uh, listeners, no. I um, I actually got to meet um, of all people Chris Jericho. Um, I had to be at the right I, place at the right time. I hate you. You broke the walls down, man. <laughs> I, I was headed towards the bathroom, and he was coming out the back because he was going towards the uh, the wrestling uh, where, he, where he had to go to sign, and I literally almost bumped into him, and I'm like, oh, my God, and whipped out my camera, took a quick picture of him, well, it's and so I got to meet him and say hi. <laughs> 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 you know? Dave, the camera, I know where you're going with it. I know, poor Dang, choice of words you, on my part. You, Dank, what do you what match do you look forward to most tomorrow? Uh the one match I'm looking forward to the most has got to be Taker Triple H. And who in that match? Uh I'm I'm pulling for Taker. Alright, um, so the streak continues. Alright. Well, you guys have a great show. I'll talk to you guys later. Awesome. Thanks. Thanks for calling in, man. Uh, you know, we're going to get to it right now because we are running short on the show so far. We've got a little over six minutes left, but you know what it's time for. You know what it's time for, Dave? It's time for... The Ken Reedy Show, not of approval. So right now, who are you giving your nod of approval to this weekend? You know, my nod of approval, it's a – I've been thinking about this all week. I was thinking about it last night. Um, but I'm actually going to give my nod of approval to two certain subjects. Number one, I'm going to give my nod of approval to our guest this afternoon, uh, Dan Helms. I'd like to uh, thank you for coming out here. I, uh, you know, I work diligently and with the schedule way WrestleMania weekend is, uh, you know, this almost didn't happen, but, uh, you know, and scheduling has been very busy, so I truly uh, appreciate the fact that he took time out of his schedule to come down and uh, check us out here on Ken Reedy's show. And secondly, I want to give my nod of approval to all you wrestling fans out there, including myself, everybody in this room, everybody in this town, this weekend wouldn't be possible without the wrestling fans. We, you know... Credit to Vince McMahon, Hulk Hogan, whoever was you know responsible for WrestleMania. But we keep it alive every single day, every single year. All, all the marks on the internet, haters, everybody. And 
quite possibly this weekend is just it's it's probably the biggest weekend in wrestling history and the wrestling fans here I I give you you know I thank you um for for making this possible cuz this is just this is unbelievable it's a, it's a sight you got to come down if you if you're not if you've ever been to WrestleMania you got to go it, just the weekend itself alone is just unbelievable my nod of approval is to all of you I got a nod of approval I got one yeah Mary Kay goes in the hotel. Yeah, in five minutes we got to go back down there. I know we got. We should have had them up here. Yeah, for like that would have been great. Races, you know, <laughs> that would have been awesome. We get in a purple coat, a red coat, and a white coat. You know, no, no, oh, oh sweetheart, please, no, you were you were great, but I'm not of approval. And I'm gonna sound like a dick not giving it to wrestling fans, but um, I, again, Shane Hell also great job, great interview, lots of interesting tidbits. Like I said. Uh, I'm not a Michaels fan, <laughs> you know. Um, I didn't get a, we didn't get the, the hurricane, we didn't get a character, we we got the man, and uh, um, that's, you know, that was pretty close to a shoot interview right there. So thank you, Shelm. Um, but I am going to go the opposite way. Being the victim of some going to events where logistics uh, are are not put together well, um, things that uh, don't run smoothly, I'm going to give my nod of approval to the WWE, um, just because, what? As a thunder, um, yeah, I think there's a tornado warning right now in Miami. Um, we just had a hurricane. We just had a hurricane, so. Um, <laughs> but, like you're saying, Red Manian fans definitely keep it going, but, you know, I mean, they've really created such an event where it doesn't, actually it doesn't matter, but you you just, it you, doesn't matter. The event becomes secondary. It's just such a great time. Come here as a wrestling fan, participate in all things, and being around. It's become such a just honestly, just being in a hotel with other wrestling fans is such a great experience. Hitting the bars and all the bars are packed with wrestling fans. People walking the streets are all right. It's just such a well organized event. It is the closest thing to a Super Bowl as you could imagine. So for that, I am giving the WWE, as they've created this event for wrestling fans, um, I'm giving them my... The Ken Reedy Show, not over the rule. Hell in a Cell, who you got? Hell in a Cell, I got Undertaker. Somehow there's going to be some sort of street finish, but uh, Undertaker's winning. I'm agreeing with you. No way. They're, the streak, if all in the company shits the bed, the streak is still marketable as far as WrestleManias go. So I wholeheartedly agree the Undertaker will continue the streak. Totally agree with that. But it is being speculated a lot on, which makes it very interesting. Because you never know. Because one of the guys, his opponent, is... Pretty big in the company. Yes. Trilage. Yeah, he's got a little cubicle. 90 seconds remaining in the Ken Rico WrestleMania Yeah! What do we think? Rock, who wins match? John Cena! The man who the Fruity Pebbles, John Cena! I can't believe I'm going to say it. John Cena. John Cena, are we at 100% right Let's go, Cena. Let's go, Cena. Wow, there's no Cena sucks chant. 
It seems like, like there's, there's something missing. Maybe the made down the hall. I think <laughs> I had to something. But, but I agree with you. With 45 left, there's no way that Cena drops this match to The Rock. And if The Rock is the big traditionalist like he says he is, his role as a veteran coming back is to drop the match for the heir apparent, for the guy who is the face of the company. So The Rock should be a guy, if you respect business, he'll be dropping this match because that's what he's supposed to do. We have 20 seconds left, so I say thank you to everyone who is here in the Kenry Show cocktail party. Yeah! Thank my tag team partner. Thank you, Hot Body Brown. Thank you for tuning in. I am Ken Reedy. Enjoy the WrestleMania weekend. That is it for us. Take care, everybody. Yeah. WrestleMania! <laughs> we did it.
he was doing Hurricane and Zeno Shun as a gimmick or whatever. Um, the spot that Shane asked him about, do 